All right, Dominica. At this morning, over time, of course, the afternoon time in the UK. World leaders paid their last respects and bid it farewell to Queen Elizabeth II. We have this report. At Queen Elizabeth's coffin, respects at Queen Elizabeth's coffin, U.S. President Joe Biden, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, and Swedish King Carl Gustav. They are just a few of the some 500 dignitaries from around the world. Let's take that again from the, from the top, the very top. At Queen Elizabeth's coffin, U.S. President Joe Biden, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, and Swedish King Carl Gustav. They are just a few of the some 500 dignitaries from around the world on hand for the monarch's funeral. It's an unprecedented security challenge for British authorities was compared by one former member of the royal household to 200 state visits all at once. It is an extraordinarily complicated thing. Biden, arriving Saturday night aboard Air Force One, gets special treatment. He will arrive Monday at Westminster Abbey in the famous armored Cadillac known as the Beast. Most others will gather instead at the Royal Hospital Chelsea before boarding buses to Westminster, an unconventional solution aimed at avoiding congestion on London's streets. The arrangement could see Emperor Naruhito of Japan, who usually never travels for funerals, seated alongside Middle Eastern emirs. French President Emmanuel Macron, however, like Joe Biden, will arrive in his own private transportation. More than 10,000 police officers have been mobilized for Monday's ceremonies, with London's Metropolitan Police backed up by reserves from across all of Britain's 43 police departments. It's 8.21, Dominica. What a ceremony there this morning. World leaders bidding farewell to Queen Elizabeth II. Of course, from my information, the head of parliament, Speaker of the House, Mr. Joseph Isaac was in attendance as well. Dominica, yesterday was a big day. I'll give you the latest reports as it relates to Hurricane Fiona. I left the trail of destruction in Puerto Rico. But before we get there,
Yesterday was a very, very special day for the people of Dominica, five years after Maria. The La Salette Global Association on September 18th marked the fifth anniversary since the passage of Hurricane Maria. Remembering the tragic events that ex we in Dominica experienced, especially for the village of Point Michel, where we lost some 19 persons, some 19 of our very own, they remembered in special celebration. We are here remembering by Christy A. Richards Graham. Maria came, winds, rain, floods, landslides, terror. Maria took houses, roads, livestock, lives, lives, lives. Maria left sorrow, stress, fear, pain, devastation, memories. Yes, memories. Good ones, bad ones, memories. But we are here. We are here. We are here remembering. Yes, remembering. Maria can never steal our memories and our love for those we lost. Maria can never steal our hope, our recovery, our love. And so we are here. We are here remembering. I went to my home, I went to my sister's home, uh -huh. and I told her, I told him to come up from here. That the, same night? That same, the same afternoon. Afternoon, okay. Yeah, but I told him, the thing had gone up to category five. I don't remember what the last, the last one had done to them, so I told him, come up from there. Uh -huh. So they tell me, yes, uncle, they will come up from there. Uh -huh. So I decided, well, either time they'll come up from there, I just told him, him to stay there. Uh -huh. So I went to my home, from my home, I took my girlfriend, mm -hmm. I went to my sister, right. because my sister have a concrete roof and so on. Mm -hmm. So I went to my sister home, I passed the weekend there. Mm -hmm. So when I get up in the morning, when I get up in the morning, I met, came with a person I met, mm -hmm. and they told me that they are not, no, no, no. no, mm -hmm. no. Take your time. No, why, sorry, why is the, um, the weather was going on? Mm. I was in contact with my nephew, that is Rowan, which was living in a house next to my sister. Right. So when I called Rowan, Rowan tell me, Uncle, I just left there. I go and buy my neighbor, me. Okay. So I asked him, if Auntie and him, because she called my sister's auntie, mm -hmm. if Auntie and him, okay. He told me, well, when you look there, you don't see no light. Mm -hmm. So that means to say they are, they are not there. Mm -hmm. You understand? Because if they were there, you will see right there and so on. Mm. Then I called him again, I couldn't get no service. So I decided, well, my son, I'm okay. I went by my sister, mm -hmm. from my to my sister. We up in the morning, someone met me and they tell me they had not seen my sister, my sister and the family. Mm. They said that the house is not there. So I left, I went across to where my sister was living. Mm -hmm. 
So going across, before I reached the house, I met my nephew. So as he, when he saw me, he just sat crying. So I said, I find that strange. So I asked him, what is wrong? He told me, uncle, auntie, and them. From, from time he tell me, auntie and them, Matt, there's somebody that hold me, I just fell on the ground. I just burst. And he come and hug me. And that was the last of it. Do you remember their names? Boy by heart? No. no. So, so I don't want to remember. I know that I'm just talking about it, Matt. It troubles me a lot. Mm. It really, really troubles me. very close to that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Especially when my birthday come in. Mm. Oh, my God. All of them, I say, uncle, uncle, and the way they call me and they hug me. And I love my nieces and my nephews. Mm. And see, they were so young. They don't enjoy the life yet. So you lost sisters and you lost nieces and nieces and nephews. Nine members of the Nine members of the family. And every time it comes around this time, it's devastating for you. Not. Imagine after that, I had to go and check my pressure. My pressure was 110 over 120 that day. You know. Wow. I almost passed out to you, man. And for the whole day, man, thanks to my girlfriend, she was with me. And, she, and people come around me and they were trying to help me out, support, support me, but they tried their best, but Matt, it hurts. Even tonight, I, I was looking at you from a distance and, and the tears were rolling out. Oh boy, Matt, especially when they call your name. Mm -hmm. If you if you really listen to the, Rana. my niece, mm -hmm. you could see she was Just breaking. breaking. It's rough, Matt, it's rough. And we saved the biggest family for last. Maury Delmore, Gershon Baron, Gerten Daniel, Jerome Daniel, Gavin Francis, Jordan Francis, and Lando. Maury and Lando, Jayode Barons, and Nadira Williams. As we remember and never forget. Our Lord and we say again, in the light of our Lord and Savior, your peace is our peace as we remember and never forget. In the light of our Lord and Savior, your peace is our peace as we remember and never forget. In loving memory of those who have died and those are still missing, we say we remember you and never forget you, and we release our burdens to show that they are over, over us. And I tell you, man, I come, I go and talk to her, and I tell her, where you been, you're not safe, because as Erica done to you already, Echoes come for his kid. I go back there, I tell her, there is not good. I was at the back of Cabri House living in Dennis to Selicolos. I nearly gone also, but I say God do ready for me yet. Turn out to Davidson Andrew, one of the villagers who was, hey. of course, remembers uh, Maria, that devastating um, hurricane that, you know, destroyed the community, and we lost about 17 people, and we lost one family, nine, we just had the, the interview, nine members of one family. I know you were very close to that family, Davidson Andrew. What, what do you remember that night? What do you remember? Tell me. What do you remember? Yeah. On that day. On that day, Matt, 
Mm, tell me. <laughs> if that was a day, but that was a night. A night, a night. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can remember sometime around 10 o'clock in the night, you know. Mm. Well, for instance, well, Miami Davidson and Joanne. Yeah. And the deceive Ann Lendo. Mm. We had a kid together, you know. Yeah. We well, have a son. Yeah, we have a son. Right. You know what I mean? And luckily, well, my son was with me because he'd be in it too, you know. Okay. Because naturally, he was with his mother, but he came up by me, you know, and spent the time. Yeah. On that time, I can remember my. I could smell the raven, you know, going down real strong. You know? Can I could smell it, eh? Yeah, man, I could smell that mud, man, you know, and the, you know, and the, and the deep weed. I could feel that. Mm-hmm. But I called her, you know, because I know she lives just lower down below me, you know. Mm-hmm. I called her, but her phone keep ringing because... Mm-hmm. But she didn't... I didn't get anyway, but the phone was ringing. And then I hung up. And at least a few minutes again, I called back again. At that time, well, no service. Well, I couldn't hear because mm. phone ringing, nothing like that, you know. So that, so that goes through, you know. But in the early morning, the son came and because he was looking for his mom, he went all over the place, you know. Mm. Everywhere he went, in all shelters looking because me and him had a little tie. We was, yeah, no. We wasn't seeing eye to eye at, at that time. At that time, you know. But eventually, he came to me. And I was the last one person he, he came to, as he told me. I was the last place he came looking for his mom. And then I told him, well, no, his mom hasn't come. And then he burst out tears, you know. Mm-hmm. And told me, boy, his mom gone because he ready to go everywhere. And he not seen me. He went to the house and... And like the house not there, nothing not there. And he don't know where they be and he said everywhere when all in shelters and, you know. So I said, what? So, uh, well... His brother and I, which is my son. Mm-hmm. Immediately, we came up from where we were, and then we head to the area because in that early morning, there yeah, at least at three o'clock, yeah. mm-hmm. darkness, you know. And then we went to the side. Well, I was shocked because when I reached, I don't see well. <laughs> it's like, hey, a whole place just clear, you know. Mm-hmm. So we are so then we there so by. He told me, man, he didn't see his mother, and then at, at that time, now, the day start to open. You can mm-hmm. see the day opening now, you know, and then I, I jumped down in the area where the house was, and I looked all about, you know what I mean? Nothing. No sign. No sign. No sign, nothing. And I walked down the ravine, that same ravine that do all the damage here. I walked down in it with no water running. Just see, a couple hours later? Just a couple hours, no water running in that, that same ravine that do all that damage here in the night there, or here in there. I walk it down to it by the seaside, looking because it was a long distance from where they live into the sea. Nothing. And in walking back, no, I went and see another guy, they said I got hurt. Then I heard a friend said, oh, they found one of the bodies close to the sea. That's why I just came out. And then I went back and then we went there and then we saw the body lying there. So I told him, guy, we can leave the body there, you know, because... Yeah. That's not a good side. No good side, you know, and then we went and three of us, three of us took the body and, you know, and bring it up by the roadside and covered it up, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, you know, and then people start to, you know, mm-hmm. gather up and them kind of thing and then. But you buried the body on the same day, you said? Yeah, that is, yeah, later on in the afternoon. We buried two of them, the two bodies we, we found. Uh, what, yeah. what was the other body? Royston Toussaint. 
What's the other ball in? Yeah. And then, you know, and then we, we made some, we made, well, we made a box. I, I made a box, me and a couple guys, you know, three guys. We got some, I don't know where we get nails, and then we get nails. Mm. <laughs> yes, I know. We get nails, I don't know where did this come but we get some old nails. We got an old saw that wasn't cutting when it cut for us. We got some old plywood, wood, and then we made a box. A box, you know, to lay, did you see, Mori. You know, mm. and then we, add, but all that time the day is going, you know, day going and also ten along oh, two o'clock so after one, it's had to get dark, so we had to be heading to the um to the cemetery because we had two guys doing digging them digging them holes, you know, and then we went there, you know, and, and went there and I think maybe a couple of us, couple of guys, not much of us, because that and everybody at their home, you know. So where was the priest then? Well, the priest was. Up in his in, in his um. So you buried the bodies and no priest there. No priest there, but we're expecting the priest because the priest told us to wait. To wait, he's coming. But when I see darkness taking, I told those guys, you know something, boy, we we are waiting for for priests. You know, I say some prayers, and then we sing some song. An old acolyte like you. Yeah, huh? because I was acolyte before, and then yeah, I say let's go with it, and then we buried the, the two guys, and then we say man. It's getting dark because, you know what I mean, after disaster, dark come quick. So it, it was an experience for you, huh? Yeah, man, you know. How many how many bodies do you remember being buried in Point Michel during that time? Well, it's only two of them. You? We are buried, yeah. At the time? At the time, because that, that the two we found. Right. Only two we found, you know, that was the two. And after that, well, other people got, you know, the day after some people got died, but the, the, the same day, after the hurricane, we're talking about when we found them body. Only two of them we had found, you know? Mm -hmm. So I buried them and then, you know. You you will never forget that day? Though. No, no, I can't forget that day because I, yes. I always say, guy, I was a priest at that time because, <laughs> because I told those guys, yo, I say some prayers. I tell them, man, I know what some things the priest used to say when okay. it's, it's deaf and them things they to say. So I say something and then, and then, yeah. You sad know? times, man, sad times. So, at the end of the day, when we finish buried them guys you now, while we in, in the cemetery you now, the priest coming down the hill. So he coming down, so I, I said to him, well, we were waiting for you, but it was, it, it was getting dark. And then I said some prayers and then he buried. So he told us, okay, that's okay. All right. And he just come and he just blessed the holes. And then he went back in his hole and we, yeah. went, All right. we went back in our quarters because it's getting dark. No way, and, and the sea raging out there. But you have never seen anything like this in all your life? No, nah, man. No, nah, you know, really sad, 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 sad situation. But I had to go for it because... Well, 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 Maria. With Maria, if you wasn't strong, you're doomed. When Maria come, we hear lion. We heard tiger. We heard children crying. We heard all kind of things over that wind and rain for Maria. When Maria come in that ravine, and I stayed inside my house, and there it was, Maria, break my step. I had my daughter downstairs. And I was upstairs. When I see the water come through the door, 
I say, Lord, my daughter, when I opened the door, there was my son. He put his two foot between the any part of the and then pull her up. As soon as he pulled her up and pulled her boyfriend, we just hear down says, do 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 do. The raven break up two houses and come between my window. Lay a fridge on one side and a television on the other side which my neighbor has just bought. Just caught her, just bring it up for her today. And Maria said, you will not have it tomorrow. When the water come inside, I had a mattress on a table that throw that down. My little grandson come as I hold in him. I tell you, inside my house had water and that raven pulling me through the wall to see how he can make me pass through the wall or through the window to go outside. My daughter, my son, they pulling me. But I telling you, Robin pulling me. And at last, I had a foot. Thank God to her goodness, she passed away. My soul rest in peace. The following day, a young boy coming to me and telling me, Papa, your two children, Robin, take them. I will not tell, the, tell you what I tell the boy. Because nobody will bring no message for me and for that boy to come and tell me that. I say, boy, where you come out, boy? Boy, who tell you to say that, boy? Anyway, later down, I make it wrong to you. If somebody will tell me my children was in it. When I do get to know, my son went over there, ran my son over see my his girlfriend and then that two children. We look for them. We look for them until we find one on the rock well hidden. At the same time, I come to Father Peter and I tell him I have to buried one, a, a grandchild of mine. He tell me what to do. We get, there was boy. Boy, he looked for all kind of wood for us to put her in it because why? We, they carry her from Lubia on a heap of coconut branches and put her in it. And that is where she lay to rest. While up till today, we haven't seen the other one because the river and the sea are joined together and take her away. And sometimes, sometimes, especially on August the 26th, when I have to go and put a light for her, it hurts. And anybody that miss their people at that day like today, you have to pull sad. And I thank God for strength and help for all the parents, all the family, May they rest in peace. I saw hurricane, different hurricanes. I saw Hurricane David. I was a child Hurricane Flora. But Hurricane Mary, I can never forget that in my life. That is a remembrance for me. But that afternoon, when Mistress Erica Jules came to my home and told me, let us go in the ravine and tell the family to move. And she ran to them. I run all about and tell him to come out. You know something about us. 
we say no fit set man only we have no coin and it's that that happened to them but anyway it have a problem god giveth and god taketh and we are strong we are we are strong people and we believe in our prayers and today is five years since when that happened and if it was in the day we would have more deaths because we are inquisitive with what you see but it was in the night and a lot of us running holes but i had a bad experience but i didn't let that stop me from doing what i have to do to my community is when i went up to my place and when i saw what happened i said lord you give us and you take us glory be to god and i turned my back but i'm telling my people in premier we were all united after hurricane maria why are we divided god is calling us every day to come to church to pray sometimes we let satan pray first sometimes satan come in and tell you don't go stay right now we more we more on the internet and our phone and facebook my boy we only have to go to church for over two god is calling us back to be united in the potential community Michelle is the best community in Dominica. Why we have to be divided? Why we can they? Maria come to reunite us. We started it and we divide. Lord be with you. And God, say it God, lay your hands over us, and over the mourners. Because to lose the, that kind of a thing with an happen hurricane, Maria, it was an easy one. You see what they did? All right, Dominica. Again, a special service there to observe the many that was lost. The many souls that were lost in Pont Michel on that dreadful day. Even five years after, tears. A very, very important question at the end there. I want you to sort of expound on. Have we learned our lessons from Maria? We've become a more divided people. When Maria should have made us stronger. Dominica, it's... Uh, 845. You can call in at this time and speak to your own situation, your own experience. But the big question this morning, have we as a people changed? Hello on the telephone, are you there? Yes, I'm there. Good morning to you and your listeners. Morning to you, morning. Maria made us worse as of a people, as a country, as a nation. After what I saw and experienced from Maria, Matt, I said, that will change Dominicans. We become more selfish. We become more greedy. We are not looking at for the elderly. We are not looking at for the less fortunate. All we want is all for us and none for you. Day for us and night for you. What kind of society we have become to? We have turned our back on God. We have totally turned our back on God. 
And the only time we call on God is when a disaster, when it's hurricane time. Hurricane, we remember God. We are asking God to have mercy. And after that, we forget about Jehovah God. And we back into our lifestyle. We back into making money and money and wealth and gold. And everything is about material thing, Matt. Matt, we have turned our back on the Creator, Matt. It's not nothing He wants from us. He doesn't want our house. He doesn't want our gold. He doesn't want our bank account. He doesn't want our beautiful homes. He doesn't want the land paper. He doesn't want all He wants us to just worship Him, to surrender our life to Him. Give him all. That's all he wants for us, from us. But man wants everything. Man wants everything. More they have, more they want. More we have, more we want. More we have, more we want. And when the hurricane season upon us or a disaster now, that is the time we call on God. God is supposed to be in our lives at all times. We have been worse, man. I really thought after Maria we would have been a better person looking out for each other. Mm-hmm. And so, but we are more hurting each other. We are more stabbing each other. We are not looking out for each other. We're supposed to be each other's keeper. But no. Guess what? This one support blue. This one support red. This one support green. So there is more division. There is more division now, Matt, after Maria and before. Thank you and good morning. Thank you and good morning too. Let's see if we can take another phone call. The experiences of Maria. Hello, talk to me. What lessons have we learned? Yes? Hello? 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 Are you there, caller? No, you're not. Hello, talk to me. Let's see if we can go to the telephone. Are you there, caller? No, I miss. I miss a call. Again, the numbers are 449 449-3096, 449-3097. What are the lessons we have learned? Let's go back to the telephone. Yes? For some reason, ma'am, for some reason, I don't know what's going on, but for some reason there, your telephone is not connecting. The signal is bad. Let's keep trying. Thank you very much. Thank you. Let's try this call. Are you there, caller? Yes? Yes, Matt. Good morning. How are you? Morning to you. Morning to you, Mr. Robinson. How are you doing? How was your weekend? Okay. Well enough. Matt, you know, it's rather interesting with the whole Maria scenario, Matt. But I could recall, we don't even, we, we were told, don't listen to certain media that gave you information. So we were caught unaware because we chose to be caught unaware as a lot of us. Because I recall when Dr. Thompson Fountain was giving us direction, specific, even down to the time it would arrive in Dominica. And the force and the destruction that was expected, he was saying all of that. And then you have other people saying, well, don't listen to, to, 
to that radio station and you were getting information, had you listened to it? In fact, I was listening when, in fact, 8 o'clock when he said the thing would be in Dominic about 8 o'clock and so on. And it did arrive around that time. And people were on their thing and then they were calling to say, well, it is here already. And so a, a lot of these things could have been avoided. Although depending on the strength of the winds and the rain and all this was a combination. But if you don't prepare for these things, because I recall as a, as, a, as a young child growing up, I remember particularly in the countryside when it was around hurricane time, people would go into the forest and get these long, long poles of trees and they would, you know, prop the house on all four sides. And, and these were, I mean, there were structures of wood and so, but they survived because people prepared. But as we, I guess, we go more and more into um, into the modern world and into modern this and modern that, we don't we pay very little attention to the kind of measures that were taken then. And of course, then we had more what we call windbreakers. I mean, even, even banana fields, you had some separated windbreakers that helped to, helped to um, buttress the force of the wind. And then we dump so many things in the rivers so they become blocked. And then we have, we're supposed to have planning divisions. How could you, a planning division, allow people to put a house in the bed where a river used to run? I'll tell you what, because of the number of calls, Mr. Robinson will take you out there. Edge 52 is the morning time, more telephone calls coming in at this time. Thank you very much. Let's try to be short. I'm, I'm, I'm sure a number of other people want to share. Hello, talk to me, yeah? Uh, another telephone call. Are you there? Yes? Yeah. What's that? What's going on? Greetings. Oh, okay, greetings to you, bro. Man, I'm telling you, this is a day I will never forget. Though I wasn't in Dominica, but um, tell you the honest truth, people say, say certain, but um, a couple of days prior to Maria, I'm right in New York, and I had a dream, my brother. And while walking down the streets, right in Siboli, all I was hearing was screaming while I keep walking screaming, all screaming, and I saw a dead body, a woman on the side of the street. I'm like, and in the dream, I'm like, wait, I know this woman. I know her. It's like the person was so close to me. I'm like, I know her. Come to find out after Maria. That was my cousin, Maria, my uncle's daughter. I was like, it's amazing. I mean, I, I just couldn't believe it. And I was the, one of the first ones to get a call. Because my my daughter's friend had a satellite telephone, so with the satellite telephone, they called me, and that's when they gave me the news that Morian, her mother, and all of them was missing. Because all of them, because I told my children mother get up from where she and go up to Point Michel by my sister, and that was the best thing she told me that I could do. Because the river in Rose, where they live at that time, caved down on the house. Mud was coming, and I could imagine she and my son in there and all that coming in.
But prior to that, I just tell him, listen, get out of there and go in Point Michel by my sister. And that was the best thing that happened. And my brother, you know, one of the hurtful things, bro, four days after Maria, me and my friend's husband came down. And while we're on the ferry coming down from Ferry Left St. Lucia, Martinique, and coming down, my brother, that island didn't look like Dominica. It was dry, brown, no, not a leaf on a tree. And all the people, it's like the ferry could have even capsized on one side. Everyone stood on that side and all you look in. Just tears coming down from the people's eyes. They couldn't believe that was Dominica. I mean, you say men don't cry, but I couldn't hold that, my brother. Women, children, and men just line up on the ferry and tears just coming down people's eyes. Yo, that was a sight to see, man. Dominica, I'm like, this is Dominica. Bro, I don't know how many, so many people survived when I saw that devastation. I don't know how so many people survived. I'm like, nah. That's why they thought the whole country was wiped out. From the satellite, you could see what was going. I'm like, what? And then we could go as far as Newton, and from there we jump on a boat. From Newton, we couldn't go further. So my daughter friend took us from Newton, and the boat put us right under the cemetery. And from there, Kay came down with a vehicle, loaded our stuff, and we went up to um, by your area over there. But, Joe, and you know, not after that, but yeah, after that, I dreamt of Morian's mother. And her face was sadness was on the face. And she told me she's not happy, but I think she's somewhere under. And it's like, I seen her, it's like a rock, and she's under the rock. But I know that the way that they died, they're not at peace. And something has to be done in a proper way. To, because from my understanding, when certain individuals died in a certain way, I mean, people might not accept those things because they relieved that incident on that side. So they have to be a proper ceremony for them. They have to do a proper ceremony. And then I heard about Fafa, and I'm listening to her right now. It really broke to my heart. All right, okay. Now, a lot of emotions there, I can understand. Uh, just listen to Fafa this morning. And again, you know, but, 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 you know, the big question I've asked it this morning there, you know, have we learned? Are we moving forward more positive? Are we more united as a people? That's a very important question. Hello, talk to me, yes? 4493095. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. I mean, a few tears, but that's the reality of the situation five years after. Some bodies we have never found. Good morning, Philly. You did a great uh, job there as Masters of Ceremonies at the Observance there last night. Hello, talk to me on the telephone, yeah? yeah. Matt, good morning. Morning to you, morning. Matt, um, I normally call and just don't even stay half a minute, but I want to talk a little... I learned something about Thompson Fountain yesterday. Mm-hmm. In a little minute, let me see take please. Matt, as you know, I'm in the BVI, right? Um, Hurricane Irma had just devastated the BVI. So I did not have any could not listen to Q95 to know what was going on in Dominica. But yesterday morning, Matt, I sat at home because we couldn't go to church yesterday. And Matt, it broke my heart to see how Dominicans, not all, no, some Dominicans treated Brother Fontaine. Matt, if Brother Fontaine had did something where he deserved to be arrested or charged, 
I wish that. But Matt, all of us in Dominica and in the diaspora knows that Dr. Fountain did not do anything. And for him to do all did all this work for our country during Maria. And Dominicans cannot rise up, every Dominican, whether they are labor rights, freedom rights, and go to the government of Dominica and see to it that these charges is discontinued against this man. Matt, I'm talking to you and I'm trembling, you know. It hurt me yesterday to see the amount of trouble he's going through. And this man is a patriot that stands for the country. I don't want not want to say all Dominicans are criminals, but Matt, yesterday I wept. I sat down on my bed and I said, wow, it's all country get to. So I'm now calling on all these people that called when Brother Thompson was there alone, giving all these reports, saying what's going on. It is not too late. Let's stand up, all of us, and let's say to the government of Dominica, the, the, the powers that be, to release the man. He did not do anything. This is criminality. Good morning, Mark. All right. Thank you very much on the telephone. Uh, let's go back to the telephone. It's uh, 8.59. Yes? Yeah? I say praises, thanks, blessings, and glory to all those... To all those who have sacrificed their personal safety and security, trying to elevate mankind to humanity, Mr. Pelty, blessings to your family, sir. Blessings to you too, blessings. Dr. Fountain, more glory be to you, and I give thanks that the brother has been recognized, as I said already several times. If it was not for Joshua Francis and Dr. Fountain, Matt, I would have lost all my electrical appliances, my machines in my workshop. It was decimated, but when I listened to the ball-by-ball commentary of Dr. Fountain and Joshua Francis, my brother. And I listened to DBS, and I did not get that impression. My brother and I started to carry things and put them in my bathroom. And if it was not for that, Matt, trust me. And, and look at that, I'm going to apply for the money, the grant money the World Bank sent to Dominica, spent over $2,000, and these criminals kept the money and did not give me nothing. Matt, it's not death, disease, or disaster that can bring a semblance of humanity to stupidity and this political fanaticism, Matt. And I'm not calling anybody stupid. I say to, to stupidity in itself. Matt, the politicians... And the religious ministers, they are the greatest dividers. Or let me say, the structure of religion and the politics are the greatest systematic psychology of divide and rule. You have Baptists, you have Sundays, you have Catholic, you have Jehovah, you have all of them coming in, all kinds of religion, just like politicians. But under this administration, Matt, you heard about all the turkey and the harm and the after disaster, who get plywood, who don't get plywood. So, Matt, poor people is good at surviving. If you want to learn survival skills, you better examine <laughs> poor people and question them, asking advice. Or me, if I put a red shirt, if I go and say in labor, 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 whether my workers... I will pretend I'll hop I'll go on the truck. I will be by meeting and everything, and I'll get my expired ham and turkey. And I will get some plywood, even if they give me something and my whole structure is incomplete, but I want to be there. Get rid of Mr. Linton. Disappear him. Scare it. Burn people with hot water. 
So that is where the method and the psychology of divide and rule and several for several years, Matt. Tony Asafandon's carried commit a crime against Carrot and pin it on the leader of the opposition and send police at him. Police find out it's not Linton, it's Anthony Asafandon and the matter gone call. But how can a people subconsciously and consciously be a unified force to build a piece of rock like that? Not everybody like, like vultures and vipers. What I can get to hell with you because I'm labor, I'm freedom, and you find it start to happen among labor rights. And UWPI is the dog, it dog, everybody looking for this hell. And that is the culture these criminals have created, Matt. I'm not saying unilaterally they are responsible because we watching the Western world and it's all about being materialistic and avaristic, greedy. We want everything. All right, I'll tell you what blessings because of the time and because of the number of phone calls, we have to cut you short here this morning. Let's take another phone call. Hello, talk to me, yes? Yes? Matt, good morning. How are you doing, brother? My brother, how are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? Oh, Matt, I'm just blessed. You're just Marshall. Matt, I, 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 I just want to, you know, say, you know, Dominicans, hold strong. Dominicans, let's get together. Dominicans, let's do what's right for each other. That even when this situation arises, that we will be stronger and much stronger than we were in the time of Maria. Matt, it hurts because I know... Five years ago, we had less educated people in terms of their degrees, their doctorates, and so forth. And Matt, five years down the line after Maria, we have more educated people, many more. And Matt, we are not as together as we were before Maria. We are worst off in terms of our love. And Matt, I say that especially with what is demonstrated by our leaders. Our leaders are more ready to fight us, divide us, and destroy us, Matt. Matt, we had a minister who was, you know, as simple as anybody could have been. We had other teachers and doctors who could have been as simple, they were as simple as they could have been. Now they are graduated in positions. But Matt, their hearts, that is what destroying our people, the hearts of people who lead us. And they're leading us to destruction in the terms of dividing us, dividing us to rule. God, may Dominica grow. May Dominicans understand that we have to stand up for ourselves and for the love of each other. That's a loving country, a loving people. But we are succumbing to nothing with what is happening. Matt, my sympathies again after five years go to all the losses in Dominica. And may Dominicans, please let's put our heads together and do what's right for us, for me in St. Thomas, for everybody else in Puerto Rico, Miami. We need the love that we had, the good men, the coming together, the joy, the picking mangoes, going for guavas. We need those things in God's name. Matt, good morning, Point Michel people. Good morning. Love you guys. I love you too, my brother. Love you too. Love to you. 906 Dominique, we're going to take a break. We'll come back after this. Take more phone calls.
and you got it. A quicker way to pay your bills online. It's fast, secure, and easy to use. No registration, no additional fees. Flow is now offering FastPay, an online service that allows you to settle your bills in less than two minutes. Need a receipt? FastPay will send it to your email immediately. Use FastPay now for convenience, safety, and efficiency at discoverflow.co slash FastPay. Is keeping you connected. After working hard for many years in London, Goldwyn is now retired and back living in Dominica enjoying his pension. He took a smile so we can see the gold thief and took a yank. I met him coming out of flosses with the help of some staff carrying different foods, drinks, and meats to his vehicle. Myself too fast to go and ask the man what's up. Is their story start? I'm going to finish I said, Goldwyn, speak in English, don't force it. Then he said, I shop with intelligence, yeah? At flosses, you get the most reasonable prices for the bag flour, rice, sugar, milk, beers, soft drinks, water, rum, and so much more. Prices and quantities to fit your needs, mate. Because you just come down and want to tell me what I know about flosses already. That's where I shop. It's not you alone that want to save money but still get the quality goods. That's right. And if you're listening to this ad, go and check out flosses for yourself. Next to the Roseau Market, you can't miss it. Nature Island Dominica Civil Liberties Foundation, Inc. Nidcliff, uniting our Kalinago and Afro-Caribbean nature islanders and friends of Dominica at home and abroad, coming together to help preserve the integrity of Dominica's democracy, human rights, and civil liberties, ensuring free, fair, and competitive elections on a level playing field within a system that guarantees freedom of expression, belief and association, respect for the inalienable rights of individuals and minorities, respect for the rule of law, for free communications media, and free from psychological, mental, and physical abuse of women, minors, the elderly, and young men. Some reported $4 billion from the sale of Dominica's Sacrament of Sovereignty, our citizenships, are alleged to have been deposited in mysterious foreign bank accounts controlled by two men, a shady Lebanese operative and a lead policy director. It is alleged that from this fund, the authorities have illegally and corruptly paid the way for thousands of Dominicans living abroad to travel to Dominica on the eve of general elections to vote strategically to help keep their government in power. Even worse, this money, which should have legally been deposited in the consolidated fund, has allegedly been used for every purpose imaginable for the sole goal of allowing government to remain in power. As a result of this illegal diversion of state funds, which has publicly acknowledged, Dominicans have been economically brought to their knees, while large buildings whose ownership is unknown are sprouting all over the country. Our architectural heritage is being desecrated. One party mysteriously erects an imposing headquarters in the city. Foreign artists are paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to hold partisan concerts in Dominica. Support our Radiothon, fundraising events, subscriptions, GoFundMe, and other initiatives to help raise funds to support a legal challenge against the siphoning of public funds from the Consolidated Fund and other initiatives and actions. Nature Island Dominica Civil Liberties Foundation, Inc. Nidcliffe, working to help unify and build Dominica and our Afro-Caribbean and Kalinago brothers and sisters at home and abroad. Nidcliffe. Fighting to save our nature island, Dominica. All right, Dominica, let's go back to the telephone. We are remembering the 
stories from Maria and the lessons learned. Hello, good morning to you. Are you there? Good morning, Matt. Have we learned any lesson, Matt? Uh, I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't think so. Matt, Maria was a bad experience for a lot of us. I wish never to see a Maria again. I sat down in my hall, in my, the hallway of my house, myself and my husband, and we we um, survived Maria there under rain. But I never had a mind I was going to sleep with a wet clothes on me and never get a cold. Now a drizzle will fall and I'll get a cold. <laughs> and I slept with a wet clothes on me. Thank God after we came from inside here. So, so van was in the yard. We could rescue there and spend the rest of the four-day morning in so, so van. But it was a very, very, very bad, bad, bad experience. And I thought we would be more together. Mm-hmm. But we are more divided, Matt. Because of what? Jealousy and envy towards each other. And that's not good. That's not good, Matt. Government playing their part. And we now helping them to do it. We helping them, Matt. And that's all right. And Maria and other Marias will come. And some of us will still be like that. And some of us, maybe the more we pray, the more we get. I don't know what. I don't even know what word to use, Matt. We should stop that. We should stop that, Matt. I'm not going to kiss up to anybody. I don't want anybody to kiss up to me either. I'm a can a person that will if I like you, I like you. If I don't like you then <clears throat> that's it. Because all of us have our ways. Am eh, Matt? You're not saying that? Oh, yes. Yes, Matt. So I'm there right now I see I witnessing uh things since morning, witnessing what's going on in the scenic in the Kalinago territory there. People are concerned about their roads, the way the roads are destroying their vehicle. People they are protesting since morning. And I hope they can keep up the protests, that things will be better for them. We are in a sad and a sorry situation in that country. Are you watching I'm your auntie being buried today? I woke up very early morning to witness that. Yes. Did you, did you see um, your representative from Dominica there? No, I just mentioned that he was there. No, I, I saw nothing. I saw the Commonwealth Secretary General. That's what I saw oh, okay. doing the first reading. All right, thank you very much. So Dominica was represented there. Thank you very much, Blue Blue. Hello, talk to me. 9.13, talk to me. Good yeah. morning, my brother. How are you doing? My, my, my brother, how are you doing? I'm fine, Mark. Mark, um, we were greeted in Marigot uh, with a lot of bad weather over the weekend to commemorate the anniversary of, of Maria. I saw that. Yeah. <clears throat> so to a lot of people, it wasn't just remembering, but I'm reliving, especially people like um, Signora Jones and Wilmot James and um, Louisa Alexander, Matt, whose houses have been damaged, and we have Lena Jones, too, um, the owner of Classic Vessels suffered some damage there because of um, earth movements around the area. But um, the, the disheartening thing, Matt, is that you see the people who are responsible for the managing the affairs of the country, and especially managing affairs during disaster times, Matt. You see they have the same old, dirty, nasty, um, divisive politics, at political attitude, Matt where they come to grandstand instead of to um, really make positive assessments and 
seek positive solutions because, for example, the people who I mentioned their map, we're not just talking about the need to probably repair damaged house or something. We're talking about, in most cases, relocating those people to proper um, places where they can build suitable houses without facing any dangers from rivers, from floods, and that sort of thing, Matt. And interestingly enough, Matt, a number of those people, they're even one of the Harper, Mr. Harper in Rosie area who suffered some damage to Matt. A number of those people there, Matt, or actually most of them, for years now, Matt, they have been applying to the government housing assistance program, Matt, with no assistance coming from them. But, for example, yesterday you see um, Asani coming to Marigot to try to play politics as the so-called Minister of um, Communication. He wants Kerry put there to, to, to pose as a Minister of Communication, coming to try to play politics in Marigot, Matt. And, and that is disheartening, you know, Matt, because it is the same type of approach. You see, for example, when the, pirate, the Marigot pirate came to assess the damage immediately, just a few hours after the damage took place on Saturday, you see, Matt, in the community, Labour Party operatives, Matt, angry at the fact that the parrot is um, assessing the, 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 the damage. And, and actually, you have the Labour Party caretaker have his, his, his better half arguing and throwing meeting with people, you know, like a whole political campaign, like they came up there to campaign and to curse Marigold people for not supporting state government in the midst of a disaster, you know, Matt. That's what I'm talking about, you know. That's why it was so disheartening, you know. And you have the, the wife of Mr. Rivier, the, the bluff, Matt, cursing people, loud, acting like a, a vermin on the road, Matt, in a time of a disaster, Matt. And, Matt, you see, that type of thing continues, Matt, continues, and it's a shame. And we are saying that, you know, the people of Dominica deserve better. And the only way we can get better, Matt, is if we move this band of incompetence out of power, Matt. All right, Dominica. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Thank you. Going off script a bit there. 917, let's uh, try to stick to the lessons of Maria. On the telephone, hello, yes? Did you find I deviated, Matt, from what you're discussing? No, I'm saying that we had to limit you on time lessons because a lot of other people are calling, yeah? No, but Matt, I did not even take two minutes. I was just about to conclude and you caught me off. Blessings, I can play it back for you. Tell me you, haven't, you didn't take two minutes, Blessings? Let's, no, let's... no, no, Matt, I was quick. Okay, Matt, let me just conclude. All right, conclude. But you, you take more than what, ten, okay. uh, take t- you took more than, than two minutes. Don't, don't give me that. Go ahead, go okay, ahead. Mr. Pelty, thank okay, Mr. Thank you, thank you. I just want to tell you, my brethren, all what I said, Matt, these are the contributing factors having to do with the divisiveness of a people. Politicians and even religion does not want people to come together because all of them have their own well, let me not say all of them. Most of them have this selfish agenda, Matt. So there is not the res- it is not the responsibility to have people as a unifying force because when that force comes against them, they will be in trouble. So they have to divide the people. So all the death and disaster and destruction, all what that was being shared 
and they were being exclusive who get and who don't get. You cannot have a unified people. You cannot have unity. You cannot have love, Matt. Thank you. All right, thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's, uh, so this time you took about, you know, about 45 seconds. Thank you very much. Uh, let's see if we can take a break. We'll come back after this, huh? I come this year to deliver flowers. Royal homegrown, the best for the upright and honest. Citizens who uphold their moral grounds. Q95, the big station, presents Kudos to our heroes. Our 12th Dominican national hero is distinguished educator and possibly the longest serving principal of the iconic Convent High School, Mrs. Dorothy Levy. We recognize, appreciate, and award Mrs. Levy on Monday, 26 September from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. on Q95, the big station, for her valuable transformational lifelong social, political, and legal accomplishments, her pioneering works, and meaningful lifetime achievements as a phenomenal humanitarian who taught and inspired generations of Dominicans at home and abroad in numerous ways, but especially the youth for her caring character and humility and for her extensive knowledge and expertise in education, among many other traits. A lady of great honor, she will always without any doubt be remembered as having encouraged her many students to strive to be the best that they can be to reach out to excellence and to be the best at whatever they set out to do in their lifelong journeys after their secondary education. Many of them have reached the highest levels of accomplishment and are at the pinnacle of their various careers. Kudos to Mrs. Levy, her wonderful husband Alfred, her distinguished children and the rest of the family. Mrs. Levy is indeed a true Dominican hero for instilling a positive mental attitude that elevated the content of the social, educational, and literary dialogue on matters of human well-being and for being a great Dominican who demonstrated that any ordinary person can do extraordinary things in whatever they set their minds to do. Q95 listeners at home, in the region, and worldwide. Tune in on Monday, 26 September from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Join us in recognizing, appreciating, awarding, and extending kudos to our 12th Dominican national hero, learned educationist and humanitarian, Mrs. Dorothy Levy. If you would like to make a personal contribution to our phenomenal heroes or to kudos to our heroes committee, take it to the Q95 radio office on Hanover Street in Roseau or go to the Q95 website at www.q95da.com and make your donation. Call us at 767-448-5822 or at 305-906-4216 or talk to one of our representatives. Let us all together say a huge thank you to Mrs. Dorothy Levy and to all our Dominican heroes from the Q family at home and abroad only on Q95. The big station. Once it all, all the flowers are done. Come on to my brother there, Alvin Thomas, Georgia, Atlanta. Lessons from Maria.
Good morning to you on the telephone. Are you there? Hello? Hello? How are you? How are you? Tell me about uh, Maria and what you think the lessons are that came from yeah. Maria five years after. Thinking about Maria and how much it troubles me very much. Troubles. Still five years after it troubles you, huh? Troubles me, man. Up to last night when I ran on my bed and I was thinking back, getting a few flashbacks, Matt just, tears just ran on my head. Because when I passed last night and I saw when they were lighting the candle for the for the deceased and then I said I could have been, my family could have been numbered on that plaque. My family name could have been on that plaque. But I said, thank God he, he, he rescued me. No, Maria, when I, the, talking about Maria, was a bad experience for me. When I woke up this, the morning, the 18th of September, on Monday morning, I woke up giving God praise and thanks because it was my birthday. So I thank God. I did on my phone, accepting the messages. A pastor told me, my not telling some photos so we can look what happened in the canteen, sorry, and whatever. So I did, I did, I did. But I had this thing going. The rain getting heavier. Some water starts seeping under my door. So I said to myself, well, maybe some sand I put here. So the rain from the roof falling off and telling me that the water in the um, in so my things start to get a little real, real tough. But before that, my son was admitted to the hospital. He had an, a, an accident, Darryl. He had an accident on the 10th of September, so he was there. He had an operation in his finger. So when, when he came up, I said, hey, Darryl, you come up? And he said, yes, I have to come up because I tell the doctor he has to discharge me. Even if I have to come back tomorrow morning or whatever, but he has to discharge me because I have my family. He has his family. He has to go and take care of Find me there, we do a cup of tea, we drank, we played on the light went off. We would say, Matt, lo and behold, Urban, Darry went in his room. So he called and said, Mom, come away. So I go and look at water passing through the window. I so I couldn't get a rag to put by the window because he's uninjured, so he cannot do nothing much. So he saw Urban call and said, come and see water passing down under the door. I myself in the tent of the rock, I don't know. So time urban tell me come and see water, but then I go and take another rack to put BND. Hey, hey, man, I hear When I wash BND, water burst the door, that gushing inside. So I feel about run on the latch of the, of the counter. I myself, time I richly did the alley in my room, the water reached me already. That drives me right inside my room. Matt, when I reach in the room, the water. Brother Bruno lies on his bed, he blind. So he said me, what happened in there? I said, Brother Bruno, offer me more. He said, Kisa. And I start to search with him and start to feel in a depression state. I said, anyway, when I try to open the back door, that door cannot open. That block already. I sent off the water. Water in the rabbit. You know the water, rabbit, right, Matt? Mm-hmm. You know the rabbit. So water in the rabbit. I said, the rabbit block, the bridge block. So the water burst over right up my baby and coming down on the road by marrying and that falling down right at the back of my house. Matt, I could not open the window. All I had to I had a, 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 a Chinese window, I just closed that. And my brother, time I watched my brother on the bed, my brother, the mattress already up already. The mattress the is floating already. So I saw I looking behind, I looking, I not see my grandson, he had me. So I end up boy, I end up shouting. When I I couldn't go back to the room. I just could not. If Darryl and Kiyami had to go, and Urban, I would not know nothing. 
because I could not go back and look. And I said, was in the window when there was a dash, when it's reaching my room, it kind of nowhere to go out. It runs back, it puts over the window, it comes out, that's when it go in that room first, because that room has the only exit for water to go out. So that is when the water was run. That's where it catch Kiami and Dario. When Dario something come out on it, on your thing, fall on his everything. You see, when he did the water bringing Kiami down, all he had to do was just take him and throw him on the mattress. And he did with his own hand and fight him. And I don't know how he say how he come out, he hold Kiami and Urban had to come out where he was there on the kitchen kitchen and walk on matter the water, water, water she might be my waist. And we escaped that to our window, um, on our window, shouting, help, help, help. Who can hear? Mark out and what? The peak of the origin, about 8.30, about that line going up to 9 o'clock. That was the peak, peak of the what that hit us. And we all fight there by a whole marine, other house, just the two Haitians was living there. We calling them. They, anyway, they open, they say, what? We say, yes, we need help. My thank God. I had a, a, a bath because it's a short, but we call it a bath. I could, we could put our foot to stand. Otherwise, we would have catched in that house. We would have catched in that house with water. So they come to help us. Master, we take our brother from that window and pass. Brother, we will like, cannot do nothing for us. We have to move him. We have to do everything for him. When the session help us, they bring him at a downstairs man where they will be. Master, don't take five minutes. These doubles, they are about those war tension. They must be at two trials. We don't know where to go again. Darius said, Mom, I will not send an agility for us. If they can open for us. Anywhere he go. He has to go. He said, Yes, they said to come. Maddie, thank God to the Haitian, Jack Flood, and another one. They take Brother Bruno and look at us. Of course, saying that in hurricane, Mad, Mad, I see water and hide my house, you know. You know, this is driving. I see water, hide the house. and, and I said, what? Boy, when I reach upstairs, man, we spend 13 of us, 13 of us spend hurricane in a kitchen. Barrow, we came with, her, with his grandmother and his family. And my dad is real, we still spend it Matt, we don't have a bed, we don't have Brother Bruno sat on a chair, which Mara was living. Mara for Bellevue. That was, her name is Mara. She that was living upstairs. She gave, brother Bruno, gave me a chair for Brother Bruno, and my brother Bruno slept on my hand on her pillow, and Zaria with his infected finger, man, pulling, because the, the fingers are infected in dirty water. And we, here we pray. That was the longest night I ever seen. So, so you think, now you, 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 you explain this was the longest um, night you've ever seen in your life, but do you think, I know you're a Christian lady, do you think that we've learned any lessons from this, Madeline? Matt, <laughs> for information, I, I don't even know. I don't even know, Matt. I really don't know if you don't know lessons, but I know I don't know lessons for myself. I know we haven't got to be greedy and selfish. We can be cut off anytime. And God wants us to be Christ-like. We have to be with one another. We have to use night. We cannot be well to the um, disaster has to bring, bring, bring us well to them after disaster. We have to go back to a past That is not how Christ is like. Christ wants us to be my brothers and sisters in unity. We have to be there for the bad time and be there for the good time. Right, I'll tell you what, because of the time again. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for your story there. Thank you for your experience. What you say is what you do. Oh boy. 9.30. Hello, yes? Mara, I just wanted to do a, a drop 
for me, please. Can you, as the disaster preparedness people, are things in place are better organized today than they were during the time of Maria? Because when I listen to Mr. Thompson Fountain and them after um, broadcasting after Maria, mm-hmm. we had no real ways and means of communicating with the outside world, man. Excepting one man, I think, from Kingsville that had a ham radio, or ham radio, they call it in India, that was trying his best. Do we, do we better organize, Matt? Let me ask them people, the disaster preparedness people, if there are things in place. If we are better prepared. I'll ask a question for you, Blue Blue. I'll ask a question. They seem to think that we are better prepared as it relates to housing. Oh, Jesus. Heard the, the views on that one. Let's go back to the telephone there, the overseas line. A lot of people are trying to call in now. We have a stop coming up there in a few minutes with the Eastern Caribbean Securities Regulatory Commission. Currently engaged in a project which is funded by the Caribbean Development Bank to provide access to funding to small and medium-sized enterprises through the creation of supervisory, a supervisory framework to promote crowdfunding. Hello, talk to me on the telephone. Are you there? Yeah, Matt, good morning. Morning to you, sir. Morning. Yeah? Matt, you asked asked the question, have we learned anything? I did. Matt, Matt, can you imagine uh, my roof came out in Castle Comfort, my, my entire roof came off. And I have a neighbor because he don't like me, Matt. He was laughing that my roof came out and his roof didn't come off. Maybe one or two galvanized on his roof came off. Because of his vantage point, where he, he wasn't getting the wind full because there's a bigger house above him that was maybe taking the post. So he was laughing that my roof came off. And that, that same man, his mother fell down in Rosa one night. And me and a policeman ran and picked up his mother. His mother was half blind. She was crossing the gutter and she fell down in the gutter screaming. But you, you, you did something good. So what, what's, what, is, what is the point of... of uh, what is your point this morning? Though? What is your point? What is your point? I'm, I'm saying, you asked, have we, have we learned anything? I'm saying a neighbor was laughing that my roof came out. But, but, you, but then you said that you picked up his mother somewhere, maybe subsequently. So I'm saying you did a good thing. And that, that, is, that is very good. That's what I'm saying. Because he hates me. He... He he's laughing that my roof came out, right? So so have we learned anything, Matt? We haven't learned nothing, Matt. All we right. haven't learned nothing. We All right, caller. All right, nine thirty-three. Nine thirty-three. Ten o'clock, we make a stop. Hello, talk to me, yeah. My good morning. Morning to you, my brother. How you doing? Why good, man? I good, I good, I good. I, I see you've been I'm struggling good. to call in, eh? Your lines are very busy. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a hot, it's a hot topic this morning. But you know, my, I, I, I'm gonna leave it down for um, Dominicans to deal with. 
let me deliver the diaspora stuff, you know? Okay. And, and we, we in Dominica, and, you know, we, we must not follow, you know, we must not forget the pivotal role that um, the people from the diaspora and are willing to play whenever a disaster of that magnitude happens in Dominica. Because, Matt, I have been involved in a lot of different um, groups here in America, doing plays, doing uh, organized activities, and that is one time you do not have to call Dominicans. From the time we set up that committee and we decide, we put it out there that we are in charge of getting stuff to Dominica, Matt, your telephones are flooded with calls. People that you never know that they were Dominicans would come out and, 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 and do whatever they have to do to contribute, whatever they can contribute, to send back to Dominica. And after Maria, and we, we did that, man. We did that, did that successfully. And we, I re, at this time, I'd really like to thank um, Tropical Shipping. They, we, we called them, Matt, and they worked with us really, really good. TVN Radio. TBS radio in and, and television in Antigua, Matt. These people we, we not forget them because they played their role to Matt. They played their part. Because um what happened to the end used to get information from Dominica for their um, radio or whatever radio it was and, and they would relate it to us up here as to what really going on in Dominica. And we Winton would, would call T and have interviews because I was a PR of the group up here and would call T T D N and, um, you know, appeal to Dominicans as to what we want and where we are and our drop-off point. But I can remember every Saturday. We didn't have a Saturday. I didn't have a Saturday for myself for, for a long, long period of time where we had to go. We had a drop-off point. Actually, my house was like a, like a big storeroom. I didn't have mm-hmm. a house, you know, a big storeroom, you know. Just people just dropping off stuff and you have to leave. I have to leave work, you know. And, and I'm not saying that to glorify myself or anything. I just want to give people a picture as to what was really going on with us up here, you know. And every Saturday, Matt, we had to go to a drop of point and load containers upon containers and ship it down to Dominica, you know? So, you know, we ought not to forget that. And I really want to thank Dominicans up here and all over the world, you know, whenever Dominica has something going on in Dominica, and we want the Dominicans that live in Dominica to understand that, that whatever happens in Dominica affects us here too, as, as much as it does affect them in Dominica. And we really want to thank everybody. That, that willing to play their part whenever something is going to happen. We want to thank them and encourage them. And we're not willing, we're not, we're not, we're not wishing that anything happens to Dominica, but we just want to make all people in Dominica know that we are willing and ready and waiting. Anything happens, we'll be there. We'll have your back. Okay? But thank you. All right. Thank you very much. 449-3095-9697. Let's do this. We'll come back. We'll come back. We'll stop. Coming up at 10 o'clock. Civil Liberties Foundation, Inc. Nidcliffe. Uniting our Kalinago and Afro-Caribbean nature islanders and friends of Dominica at home and abroad, coming together to help preserve the integrity of Dominica's democracy, human rights, and civil liberties, ensuring free, fair, and competitive elections on a level playing field within a system that guarantees freedom of expression, belief and association, respect for the inalienable rights of individuals and minorities, Respect for the rule of law, for free communications media, and free from psychological, mental, and physical abuse of women, minors, the elderly, and young men. Some reported $4 billion from the sale of Dominica's Sacrament of Sovereignty 
Our citizenships are alleged to have been deposited in mysterious foreign bank accounts controlled by two men, a shady Lebanese operative and a lead policy director. It is alleged that from this fund, the authorities have illegally and corruptly paid the way for thousands of Dominicans living abroad to travel to Dominica on the eve of general elections to vote strategically to help keep their government in power. Even worse, this money, which should have legally been deposited in the consolidated fund, has allegedly been used for every purpose imaginable for the sole goal of allowing government to remain in power. As a result of this illegal diversion of state funds, which has publicly acknowledged, Dominicans have been economically brought to their knees, while large buildings whose ownership is unknown are sprouting all over the country. Our architectural heritage is being desecrated. One party mysteriously erects an imposing headquarters in the city. Foreign artists are paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to hold partisan concerts in Dominica. Support our Radiothon, fundraising events, subscriptions, GoFundMe, and other initiatives to help raise funds to support a legal challenge against the siphoning of public funds from the Consolidated Fund and other initiatives and actions. Nature Island Dominica Civil Liberties Foundation, Inc. Nidcliffe, working to help unify and build Dominica and our Afro-Caribbean and Kalanago brothers and sisters at home and abroad. Nidcliffe, fighting to save our Nature Island Dominica. After working hard for many years in London, Goldwyn is now retired and back living in Dominica enjoying his pension. He took a smile so we can see the gold thief and took a yank. I met him coming out of flosses with the help of some staff carrying different foods, drinks and meats to his vehicle. Myself too fast to go and ask the man what's up. Is their story start. I put my finish to have high words so that Kadimo de San Dominic put finish I said Goldwyn speak in English, don't force it. Then he said, I shop with intelligence, yeah? At flosses you get the most reasonable prices for to bag flour, rice, sugar, milk, beers, soft drinks, water, rum and so much more. Prices and quantities to fit your needs mate. Because you just come down and want to tell me what I know about flosses already. That's where I shop. It's not you alone that want to save money but still get the quality goods. That's right. And if you're listening to this ad, go and check out flosses for yourself. Next to the Roseau Market. You can't miss it. and you got it a quicker way to pay your bills online it's fast secure and easy to use no registration no additional fees flow it's now offering fast pay an online service that allows you to settle your bills in less than two minutes need a receipt fast pay will send it to your email immediately use fast pay now for convenience safety and efficiency at discoverflow.co slash fast pay is keeping you connected. All right, Dominica, let's see if we can take up a few phone calls. Hello, talk to me, yes? Mr. Matt, good morning. Morning to you, morning, yes. Okay. Um, I wasn't home for Maria, but with the person who called about Dominicans coming together overseas and, you know, the amount of contribution and help that people gave when Hurricane Maria and they was getting help or collecting things to send to Dominica, I said, I'm not doing that. I'm not taking part. Me personally, if I choose one or two family to help, I send food, I send money, I send everything that I can possibly help with 
to help whoever I choose to help. Because sometimes all of these things come home and it never gets to the people it's supposed to get to. So when I told her that, she told me, you know, you're right, you know, and I will never do that again because the amount of things she helped with and then a friend of hers explained to her that she was at the place where they were sharing all the stuff and her niece was pregnant. And she said, things, 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 things. Her niece did not have to buy a pill. So she said, so what about the other people that needed help? The girl said, well, I get for my niece and I give her everything, everything she needed for her baby. I got there and she did not have to buy anything. I'm not saying, you know, like if somebody is pregnant and what was going on, that if you can give a little help, you give a little help. But because it's your cousin, you will take and you will give her more than what she needs. And another person will not get any help. I don't make this contribution. I take on my own and I choose one or two people. And if I send burial, I send money. I help one or two people. And I know the help is going to somebody in need, not for it to get to wherever to share the stuff. And some people take so much, more than what they need for their entire family and their friends. And other people never see the things that get there. So I don't do that. All right, caller, thank you. See if we can uh, take a quick break. We'll come back after this. Bryce and Company Limited. We manufacture high-quality roofing sheets, 24-gauge in different colors, also to customer specifications. That's right. Whatever length you want, aluminum seamless guttering. We also sell BRC mesh, steel rods in all sizes, ridge caps, fencing wire, and fencing poles. Free estimates for guttering, galvanized sheets, and fencing wire. Quality products at the lowest prices island-wide. Bryce and Company Limited, located at Caneville Industrial Site, Shed one just before the Old Mill Cultural Center. Call us today at 617-2468 or 615-0178. Bryce and Company Limited. Built for living. Built for life. and you got it. A quicker way to pay your bills online. It's fast, secure, and easy to use. No registration, no additional fees. Flow is now offering FastPay, an online service that allows you to settle your bills in less than two minutes. Need a receipt? FastPay will send it to your email immediately. Use FastPay now for convenience, safety, and efficiency at discoverflow.co slash FastPay. is keeping you connected. Great news! MBD and MasterCard invite you to spend four amazing days in New York. How do you win? For every 500 Eastern Caribbean dollars you spend paying with your personal NBD MasterCard credit card, you win an entry for the prize draw. And for every 250 Eastern Caribbean dollars at pharmacies, supermarkets, and gas stations, you get an additional entry. Isn't that great? You don't have your NBD MasterCard yet? Apply online at nbdominica.com slash credit hyphen cards. Hurry! Offer ends September 20, 2022. Terms and conditions apply. I come to see you to deliver flowers 
royal homegrown the best for the upright and honest citizens who uphold their moral grounds. Q95, the big station, presents Kudos to our heroes. Our 12th Dominican national hero is distinguished educator and possibly the longest serving principal of the iconic Convent High School, Mrs. Dorothy Levy. We recognize, appreciate, and award Mrs. Levy on Monday, 26 September from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. on Q95, the big station, for her valuable transformational lifelong social, political, and legal accomplishments, her pioneering works, and meaningful lifetime achievements as a phenomenal humanitarian who taught and inspired generations of Dominicans at home and abroad in numerous ways, but especially the youth, for her caring character and humility, and for her extensive knowledge and expertise in education, among many other traits. A lady of great honor, she will always without any doubt be remembered as having encouraged her many students to strive to be the best that they can be to reach out to excellence and to be the best at whatever they set out to do in their lifelong journeys after their secondary education. Many of them have reached the highest levels of accomplishment and are at the pinnacle of their various careers. Kudos to Mrs. Levy, her wonderful husband Alfred, her distinguished children and the rest of the family. Mrs. Levy is indeed a true Dominican hero for instilling a positive mental attitude that elevated the content of the social, educational, and literary dialogue on matters of human well-being and for being a great Dominican who demonstrated that any ordinary person can do extraordinary things in whatever they set their minds to do. Q95 listeners at home, in the region, and worldwide. Tune in on Monday, 26 September from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Join us in recognizing, appreciating, awarding, and extending kudos to our 12th Dominican national hero, learned educationist and humanitarian, Mrs. Dorothy Levy. If you would like to make a personal contribution to our phenomenal heroes or to kudos to our heroes committee, take it to the Q95 radio office on Hanover Street in Roseau or go to the Q95 website at www.q95da.com and make your donation. Call us at 767-448-5822 or at 305-906-4216 or talk to one of our representatives. Let us all together say a huge thank you to Mrs. Dorothy Levy and to all our Dominican heroes from the Q family at home and abroad. Only on Q95, the big station. Let's take a few more phone calls. We have a stop coming up at 10 o'clock. Hold on. It's really interesting that this guy speaks about the efforts made by the diaspora for Dominica and Dominicans after the disaster. But yet still, the stuff that was donated by foreign countries and Dominicans abroad was used to play politics by color in terms of if you're blue or yellow or black 
you had to be red to get advantage or to get most of the stuff that was sent to the point and the, that that stuff was thrown away rather to be delivered to people so i don't think we have really learned much but one of the things i know is every time a disaster comes you hear everybody in dominica talking about let's pray let's pray let's pray and after the disaster pass everybody go back to their old dirty ways you know what i mean or if not everybody but most of the people so there are a lot of lessons to be learned and there are a lot of things to get right but god don't sleep We have nine more minutes. Hello, talk to me, yeah? Hey, Ben, good morning. How are you doing, man? Uh, all right, my brother. How are you doing? How are you doing? Good, good, good. Hey, Belty, I heard you talking about, um, uh, you know, the Hurricane Maria and the efforts that folks make during the storm. And uh, I just want to share an idea. You know, I like thinking outside of the box. Not every time there is a natural disaster or a storm, people have to get help in terms of materials, food, uh, non-perishable items, and so on. And what I have noticed over the years is whenever there are storms in Dominica, the people in North America put together and go to the Walmart, the Lowe's, the Home Depot, wherever they can, and spend a lot of money. And in addition to that, they also spend, you know, even more money in, in, in sending these materials through whatever the case may be, barrel, boxes, containers. It, it has a cost to it. You know who's benefiting? These, these retail outlets in the U.S. benefit immensely, and I, I can tell you because I have, I have first-hand in from, um, uh, application of, of that. I think what needs to be done during uh, the storm season there needs, to, there needs to be a regional approach on, on storm response. And here's why I'm saying this. If we have areas in the OECS where there is not a whole a lot of storms affecting this during hurricane season, we could set up uh, storage centers and increase the, increase the amount or the capacity during the hurricane season of perishable items. Just as a... Uh, uh, um, in case you know one of the islands is affected, and instead of people sending clothes, sending this thing, I think cash is the most important thing. And you know, with new technology, we can develop apps, we can develop whatever the case may be to 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 take stock of inventory. But what that does is instead of people making international donations after the storm there will be a lot of money fueled into the economy of the Caribbean when people sell cash because they can now buy this produce from these retail outlets that are strategically located in different regions uh, during the hurricane season. I know it's not always Dominica, but there are different islands over the years. You can see we had issues in Grenada, we have had issues in Antigua, we have had issues in Martin, and it's so much easier to increase transportation within these islands and increase increase the revenue within the islands. And what you really do is post-storm, you actually injecting uh, much-needed cash into the island. I think that is something we should not just plan on a Dominica level, because in the Caribbean, we have the OECS, we have Caribbean islands, and I think when they do in response to natural disaster, these are some of the things they could partner with and realize there is, in every loss, there is a gain somewhere. And, 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 and storm recovery, disaster recovery, is big business in, in, in the U.S. and everywhere else because somebody has to produce the items for consumption. So 
So that's just my take, Matt. Um, hopefully, in the next few years, that can be something that is implemented on the region, understanding that the influx of cash is really important after disaster and, and helps in recovery. You have a good day, man. Have a, have a great day, my friend. Have a great day. On the telephone, it's 9.54. Six more minutes to the hour of 10 o'clock. At 10, we have an interesting discussion. Hello, talk to me. Hi. I had to call back. I think it would be better when the people on the other side, they have families in Dominica or they have good friends sending their things individually for them. Because if things are always sending from America, yeah, plan during day after Maria, a lot of them stuff, some of us didn't get it. But I was at a place where they were distributing things. And I saw things like Tang, I saw nice things on the table, Matt. So I, I, when I do take a check again, I see them things disappear. I ask a question. They tell me it wasn't enough to share for everybody. What they did, the people that were distributing, they, they ended up with all. And I think that's what's happening in a lot of villages. So if all you have things to send down after things, disasters, send it individually for your family. Because what we got in that area, the I telling you personally what we saw, were things more or less we get from Asta fans. That local things around the Caribbean. But things that were sent from England, Canada, and America, Matt, we did not see that. I did not see that personally, Matt. I did not see that when we went to the little camp thing they were, give it, they were giving us there. And even have to tell you, oh, all you get that. So now I take in, I think I went to get something for the neighbor because she, she couldn't go. So, oh, all you get, and that already. Oh, all you get, but when they were going, they were carrying, like, um, they have a world on their back. The world on their back when they were leaving this distribution center. So people, when all you disaster happening, Dominic, all those nice lamps, all those nice radio, some of us did not see that at all, at all, at all, at all, at all. They said they give it to who they wanted. So send all your things individually for all your family. When things cool down and all you can, bye-bye. All right, thank you very much. Thank you. So we have about four more minutes on the telephone. Then we'll come back again after we stop at 10.30. We'll take more phone calls, but for now we'll be making it a stop there with the Eastern Caribbean Securities Commission. Hello, talk to me, yeah? Good morning. Morning to you. You could remember years ago I told you any disaster that happened to Dominica, I washed my hands. Matt, I work hard. Matt, Saturday, Sunday, sometimes I don't have time to cook my back pain in me, Matt. I help. I help. Matt, I am not in it again. Matt, my, my family, Matt, you, my good friends, all you will get. What to say? Nothing that have to mark for the government of Dominica. No. Nada. I'm not in it. I wash my hands. That's not a good thing, you know. Don't wash your hands on the Dominican people. I mean, a lot of the politicians have to take some blame, but I don't think um, you know, that you should wash your hands, as you say, from Dominica. There are still a few good people. I can't blame you, but let's no, not go down to the gutter like everybody else, huh? Just remain positive. Stick 
Keep around where we stop coming up. Dominica getting ready for the discussion to introduce our team there we will be discussing what has been referred to as crowdfunding project is one funded by the Caribbean Development Bank to provide access to funding for small and business-sized enterprises through the creation of a supervisory framework to promote crowd funding. So we'll be, of course, building awareness of work being done, undertaken under this project, and to invite interested persons in and from Dominica to the upcoming stakeholders consultation which is scheduled during the week of September 22nd. Good morning on the telephone. We're having a Zoom meeting this morning. Good morning to you. Are you there? Hello? Hello. How are you? Morning. 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 You're doing great, guys. You're doing great. You're doing great. You look look great. You look great. You look great. Now, let's get straight into the discussion because we don't have too much time this morning. So let's get into the the meat of the discussion. My name is Matt, uh, Matt Peltier, and I will be sort of coordinating the interview here this morning. But we need to know a little more about the Eastern Caribbean Securities Commission and what this project is really about. Yes? Can you tell us? Thanks. Thank you, Matt. Um, My name is Alusha Faisal. I am the Chief Executive Officer of the Eastern Caribbean Securities Regulatory Commission. The Eastern Caribbean Securities Regulatory Commission, ECSRC for short, is the regulatory body for the securities market in the Eastern Caribbean Currency Union. And the ECCU, or the Eastern Caribbean Currency Union, is a monetary union that comprises eight member countries in the EC. These include um, Anguilla, Antigua and Barbuda, Dominica, Grenada, Montserrat, St. Kitts and Nevis, St. Lucia and St. Vincent and the Grenadines. The ECSRC was established in 2001 with the start of the securities market and um, it was basically set up by agreement among the member governments. 
So once they commission licenses an entity to operate in the securities market, it has the authority to operate in all of the eight member countries. I think we have another guest on the on the on the link this morning, Ms. Leslie. Yes, good morning, Matt. Okay. Um, I'm Winsom Leslie. I am the um, consultant or one of the three consultants on this crowdfunding project. I'm also CEO of Dev Solutions Consulting. It's a US-based consulting firm that works with um, institutions to and, and uh, firms as well to improve their access to finance. Okay, so let's get a background as to where this comes from and where we are going. Yes, go ahead. Okay, so the ECSRC in 2020 at the start of the pandemic and prior to that, um, we were looking at ways in which we could develop the market because one of the mandates of the commission in addition to its regulatory role is to promote market development. And um, at the start of the pandemic, the commission recognized that there were some serious issues being faced by small and medium-sized businesses um, as it relates to financing and continuing their operations. Um, as a result, the commission looked at um, some of the ways in which it could allow those companies to use the, the, the this capital markets or the securities market to promote or they, to support their activities. And so the commission um, established or developed and approved um, draft rules to promote um, crowdfunding. And um, this whole project essentially is coming out of that initiative by the commission to establish a framework or supervisory framework to support um, crowdfunding in the eight member countries. And um, Dr. Leslie, I, I would imagine, can speak to us about what crowdfunding is. I was about to ask a severe question. What is crowdfunding? It sounds like a, a new word, crowdfunding. Let's, let's get into that. Yes. Go well, ahead, Dr. Leslie. I'm sorry. Crowdfunding is exactly what it sounds like. It's raising funds for a project or for your business from the public using an online platform. And there are several kinds of crowdfunding. Um, there is crowdfunding based on donations where, where you're receiving funds from the public and the public is not expecting any kind of return uh, on those funds. There's also reward crowdfunding, which is a step beyond donations, where um, you're raising um, funds again from the public in exchange for rewards. So say you're a spa and you need funds to expand you can um, solicit these funds from a crowdfunding platform via a crowdfunding platform rather in exchange for say a free spa treatment. And then there is also debt crowdfunding in which you're asking the public to give you a small loan, which has to be paid back with interest. And then we come to equity crowdfunding, which is what this project is focusing on, where you are now offering shares in your company exchange for funding. Now, why the need for this project at this time? Okay, thank you, Matt. Excellent question. Um, one of the reasons, as I indicated before, is that um, the commission, as part of its role to develop the market, 
and to increase participation on the Eastern Caribbean securities market would have um, come up with or, or um, both this project and to to support the the development of the market as well as um, looking out we would have seen that there was a need for small businesses to have access to finance and so um, we sort of put the two together in terms of our market development rule and also looking out at the market to see what what um, the needs are and we would have come up with this this um, very innovative product um, project sorry so the 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 main goal or the objective of the, the the project is to provide another means of of accessing um finance for um small medium and small and medium sized enterprises operating within the eight member countries of the ECCU but with that said though and, and of course it's a, a platform that you have to use the internet um i imagine what about persons who may be interested don't have access to the internet how do you work that out um well that is difficult because crowdfunding is an online activity but do, um, but do you so, think do you think it's fair though because people who, who may who may want access to the crowdfunding right. you're talking about may right. not have access to the internet that's correct and so what what's going to happen is we have um, our brokers, licensed brokers, who are who we who we were hoping will um, participate in in that, and perhaps you know we can think of an innovative way in in which we can utilize those brokers that are already in the market if they do decide to come on to sort of assist in that regard. But at the end of the day, um, really and truly, the 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 whole issue is. Um, ensuring that that these businesses can can raise funding via capital via the, the using the internet. But if they don't have access to the internet, we can provide some sort of um, intermediary kind of arrangement where they would go to a licensed broker or an investment advisor um, to be able to access those services if needs be. Any um, further explanation, Dr. Leslie? Because I'm, okay. I'm, I'm concerned, I'm really concerned about, you know, the, providing this crowdfunding for persons out there who may be interested, uh, you know, and not having access. But you have it, you're looking at a certain kind of company as well, right? The, okay. The crowdfunding is most effective for early stage companies that need to scale. Having said that, we're looking at companies that are licensed, that are registered okay. as bona fide companies, and that already have proven their product or service in the market. They, they have clients, they might not have deep financials, but they have some clients, so they have a presence mm -hmm. in the market. Because when you are going to list or ask for funding on an online platform, you have to prepare, you have to have a small video, for example, you have to tell a story about the company, you have to have projections, how you're going to grow in the future. So you have to really work with an accountant and work with a lawyer to get what, what's called a campaign ready to post on the platform. So we are presuming that the, the kinds of companies that would be interested would already have access mm -hmm. to the internet because it's really very difficult to mount from the, from the company side, certainly, and I think Alusha was talking a little bit about the investor side in terms of working with brokers. On the, on the company side, 
it'll be very difficult to launch a campaign to monitor that campaign and to close out the campaign without having access to internet. And tell us a little more about uh, the partners that may be involved in this project. Okay, so we have um, our major partner, which is the Caribbean Development Bank. The Through its Caribbean Technological Consultancy Services, um, CTCS, they are providing the financing to the ECSRC to support the implementation of this project. And um, through that financing, we have been able to um, employ um, three consultants who have been very providing very um, significant support to the ECSRC in, in um, implementing this project. So we're very grateful to, to the CDB and the CTCS um, for supporting us in this in, in initiative. Uh, some of the comp components of that of, of that specific project there. We spoke about right. the partners, about the comp uh, the components that may be involved. Right. So it's it's going to be implemented in in three phases in three um, three parts. We have the first being the review of uh, the draft crowdfunding policy framework, which has been developed by the CSRC. So essentially what that means is we've drafted rules that, and to, to regulate and supervise the crowdfunding activities. And these rules are to be validated by the, the consultants in advance of the stakeholder, stakeholder consultations that we will be holding um, to, to review those draft rules. So essentially what we're saying is that we, we've prepared the, the, the rules, however, we would want um, feedback from the public as to how you know these rules will work best for them because we are not the ones actually in the, the, the field, we are not the ones in, on the ground. So we would want to have um, stakeholder buy-in and feedback from, from the persons who will be um, using those rules and implementing those rules um, to provide feedback to us. The second stage is the sensitization of crowdfunding stakeholders. And this will be undertaken via a series of training sessions and sensitize and, and a sensitization program, which Dr. Leslie is leading. And um, we have a stakeholder session um, set up for the end of this month. And she will be saying a little more about that. And the final um, component is the testing of crowdfunding platforms through the an ECSRC regulatory sandbox. And essentially what that means is that we will be allowing companies that have established platforms um, to, or IT, IT systems to offer um, the, the, to offer persons the, the ability to, to do crowdfunding via these IT platforms. We will be looking, um, essentially looking at them through or monitoring their operations via this ECSRC regulatory sandbox to make sure that things are being done and conducted within the rules that we've established. And also, it would also provide some sort of um, a testing, sort, sort of a product testing that would assist us to better understand the operations of these platforms and the type of processes and procedures that we might need to implement to further enhance protection of investors and to promote and maintain the integrity of the market. Let's talk That's to, essentially. Yes, let's talk to Dr. Leslie as it relates to the sensitization uh, sessions. Uh, how do you intend to, you know, fulfill this? Okay, thanks for that question. 
Okay, as you know, or you can probably imagine, the success of this crowdfunding initiative really stands on the buy-in of key stakeholders. And here I'm talking about the investors, the investment brokers, the entrepreneurs themselves, and the folks who are going to actually test their platforms in a sandbox environment. And of course, more broadly speaking, the project has implications for the public at large as well. So we are planning to have um, a series of stakeholder consultations the, uh, next week, the week of the 26th of September through the 30th, with each of these groups. And the idea is to combine awareness raising with a discussion of the rules, the draft rules that um, Alusha mentioned earlier. Um, in order to, to, um, to participate in these stakeholder meetings, we are asking um, stakeholders and the public to go on our website, the ESCRC website, which has a page for this project and to register their interest um, in learning more about the project and possibly participating. Based on those um, sessions... Can you tell us anything more about the website? Because people are listening and may, may be interested at this time. Right, so maybe so, I can jump in. Okay, here. go ahead. Go ahead. The website link, the, the link to, to register is ecsrccrowdfunding.com. It's https colon ecsrccrowdfunding.com. And persons can go on there to register their interests. And once they've done that, um, we will send, you will receive, they will receive the link to join. Um, whichever session that that they've selected. So on that that website, you can register your interest as an entrepreneur, as an investor, um, or as just a member of the the public who's who is um looking to find out more about the the whole project and want to be part of the whole consultation process. And then you would be sent a Zoom link on this for the specific day that um your group or it is is going to be um. The, the sessions for your group will be held. Let's okay. continue, Dr. Leslie. I suspect she was continuing before we stopped her. No, that's fine. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so these are, um, as Alusha mentioned, these are discrete sessions um, for each group. And the idea is to really get feedback on the rules, the draft rules to be circulated prior, as well as the, some of the questions that we want answered about specific aspects of the rules and how they will impact different stakeholders. After those stakeholder sessions, we're going to have more targeted training for each of the three groups we mentioned, the entrepreneurs, the investors, and the investment brokers about crowdfunding. Because as you can imagine, we, we are hoping for considerable interest on the part of these stakeholders post the sessions. And so we'll have to give them a bit more um, information and get a bit more in the weeds, so to speak, of what crowdfunding means and how, as an investor, you would participate, the, 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 the notion of equity financing, what it means, to put that in perspective and to talk about specifically what crowdfunding is. And the same thing on the part of the entrepreneurs who want to know, okay, if I want to raise some funds using this platform, how do I do it? What is a campaign? What is involved? Et cetera, et cetera. I don't so, know. 
Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm saying, so So we have a sort of two-part process, if you will. And the first part will be awareness raising, stakeholder consultations, and then a more deep dive into crowdfunding vis-a-vis -vis a series of training sessions. Um, question there, I, I think you, we, we, you touched on it earlier there. Um, any, uh, are there any specific business areas um, that you want or you will be targeting and what level of funding per business is being targeted at this time, say a minimum in terms of cash, five to five, five thousand to ten thousand. What can you tell us about that? Well, first of all, it's the in terms of targeting of industries. I think we're we're a little bit agnostic about that. I mean, I don't think that there is a focus specifically on a particular industry. Mm -hmm. um, I think that whichever platform or platforms is successful coming out of the sandbox process, they will have to establish rules of the game in terms of how they're going to run the platform and what the requirements are going to be. But I think from the SRC's perspective, I think we're not uh, looking to, to, to promote any particular industry per se. But I would hope that the industries and the companies that are interested are those that are really key to the development of the ECC region, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of minimum and maximum amounts of fundraising, I think, again, that is going to be um, looked at more closely by the platforms themselves. But in terms of the individual companies, they will have to make a decision in terms of how much they want to raise. And I would say, I would caution companies to think about this very carefully. And this is where expert advice will come in because in crowdfunding, while it's a, an easier, uh, I should say a simpler process than traditional equity financing, you have to really think about how much you need and how much you can realistically raise. Because if you set a target, say you set, I don't know, let's say $50,000 and you don't close that campaign $50,000, you don't get anything. So it's very important to, to, to think carefully about the fundraising amount and make it realistic, but also um, in keeping with what you're going to need for, say, 12, 18 months of, of, of operations. Can you repeat, um, I'm getting a text message indicating that uh, you should repeat the website and take, take your time, take it slow. <laughs> okay. okay, let me go slowly. It's https colon forward slash forward slash ecsrc crowdfunding.com. So let me say that again. It's https colon, sorry, it's backslash, backslash, ecsrccrowdfunding.com. So it's https colon, backslash, two backslashes, ecsrccrowdfunding.com. Or you can go simply go to our website, www.ecsrc.com, and you can select the regulatory framework, and you will see in the drop-down link, um, a link to the crowdfunding framework that would take you directly to the site as well. And one of the questions that I'm going to ask finally as we wrap it up, what will success look like for this project? Okay, so I'll go first and then Dr. Leslie can chime in. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> for for the commission, essentially, what what we're looking at for this project is to provide an alternative um to financing for small and medium sized enterprises in in our jurisdiction. So, what we would ideally want to see is to have you know a, a business obtain financing. It uses the funds in its operations to grow its business um to a stage where it becomes able to essentially and at the end of the day list on on the 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 eastern caribbean securities exchange or the the platform the the securities exchange so it's 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 a small start but we're saying that we have big hopes um for those companies that operate in our jurisdiction because we know that they are very important to our economic development they employ persons and so we think that this project should provide sort of an incubator for those entities to be able to you know not be burdened by debt at the start of the operations but to provide equity to to obtain equity funding and then to grow their business um to a point where essentially they can list on the bigger stock market i suspect uh dr leslie want to chime in at this time what would success look like? Mm -hmm. Thanks so much. I, I'm going to look at this in a broader context because I think, as I've said to Lucia um, on several occasions, I think that the equity crowdfunding model could be a good alternative to traditional angel investing and venture capital for the ECCU countries, given smaller populations, smaller companies, et cetera. So I would like to see, um, when I think of success, to think of um, sort of a shift in perspective, um, sort of a, an excitement around the possibilities for equity financing on the part of the public, the stakeholders, et cetera, and the beginning of building an ecosystem for equity investing in the ECCU. All right, we can have <laughs> bringing down the curtains on this discussion this morning. I'm sure we will hear from you sometime in the near future, but any final comments before we go? Let's see okay, who's good. Me, uh -huh, go ahead. I would just like to encourage um, the members of the public and especially the small businesses operating in Dominica to um, sign on and, and register their interest to participate so that they can come on and be part of the whole process um, in developing the rules um, so that they, there's, you know, something that they are part of, that they can say that they, they were part of the, the implementation of this um, very worthwhile and game-changing project. So we want to encourage and um, persons to to sign up and um, to be part of the the stakeholder consultations and sessions coming up next week. All right. Uh, um, let, let me let me allow, uh, if you will. Uh, I'm getting some questions on voice notes coming through. I just uh, can you just uh, throw them in? Not not questions live, but questions through voice notes. Can we allow the questions? Um, yes. Are you there? Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. Let me let me let me let me play a voice note here, and pay attention before you answer there. Let's see if we can do that. Anyone of your guests who can answer this question, because I know the e, the Eastern Caribbean Securities Exchange Commission has been in operation since two thousand and one. What has been done by the responsible parties to attract or get businesses on? The, the Eastern Caribbean Stock Exchange. For example, I know it's more expensive to, to raise than, the, than the, um, the crowdfunding. But however, something like LIAT, put LIAT together 
there is where maybe they could raise the funds on there. And um, so I, because there are lots of businesses in the, in, 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 in the Eastern Caribbean, particularly in the Oasis, lots of businesses. I mean, for example, we have billions of dollars flowing out of Dominica. We have billions of flowing around the place. How come we don't have, for example, couldn't we have a bank holding company on the Eastern Caribbean Stock Exchange that could raise funds when, in, in the case of, of capital needs and so I just want to know what is the position of the ECSRE on that. Thank you. Have a good day. Uh, can you speak to that? Yes, thank you. That's, that is a, a very good question. Um, the Eastern Caribbean Securities Regulatory Commission, let me just say, is, is the regulatory body. Um, we regulate the stock exchange, the Eastern Caribbean Securities Exchange. And so what we've done is we've implemented, basically, we, we govern the legislation that... Um, we are sorry, administer the, the, the Securities Act, which is governing the operations of the market. Um, the ECSE is one player in the market. And um, while I do agree that, you know, there is cap, there is liquidity in our system, that that um, you know, there are opportunities for investments and all of that. Um, the at the end of the day, the, the listing rules, the ECSE's listing rules are approved by the ECSE. The Eastern Caribbean Securities Regulatory Commission does not and cannot participate in who lists and who doesn't list. We don't make those decisions. Um, at the end of the day, the ECSC is, is the one that is responsible for the rules surrounding its listing. But at the end of um, essentially what I want to say is that if a company wants to list on the stock exchange, there's nothing preventing it from doing so. Um, it's simply, you know, prepares a prospectus and submits um goes through the process as outlined in legislation so there's really no restriction um per se on on any company from from listing on on the stock exchange um so that that's that's that would be my answer to that question all right i know we actually all of time at this time i'm just gonna ask you for 30 seconds each and we wrap it up go ahead Okay, I just want to um, remind persons again to go onto our website and sign up at https ecsrccrowdfunding.com or our A little slower, please. A little slower. <laughs> yes. HTTPS colon backslash backslash ecsrccrowdfunding.com or you can go visit our website at www.ecsrc.com and sign up to participate in the stakeholder consultations coming up next week. So we look forward to um, having some persons from Dominica on their participating. Thank you. Thank you. Dr. Les? Thank you. I would just like to echo that and also just to encourage folks also to think about coming to the training sessions to get a, a more in-depth exposure to crowdfunding, what it is, what it isn't, the advantages and so on. So. Just to say, please participate. We look forward to, to seeing you at the sessions. Pleasure was mine. We'll see you again sometime soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you too. Thank you. Thank Have you. Bye bye. Have a good day. When we come back, we'll continue to talk. This is Q, 9 to 5. I come deep.
flowers, royal homegrown the best for the upright and honest. Citizens who uphold their moral grounds. Q95, the big station, presents Kudos to our heroes. Our 12th Dominican national hero is distinguished educator and possibly the longest serving principal of the iconic Convent High School, Mrs. Dorothy Levy. We recognize, appreciate, and award Mrs. Levy on Monday, 26 September from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. on Q95, the big station. For her valuable transformational lifelong social, political, and legal accomplishments, her pioneering works, and meaningful lifetime achievements as a phenomenal humanitarian who taught and inspired generations of Dominicans at home and abroad in numerous ways, but especially the youth. For her caring character and humility, and for her extensive knowledge and expertise in education, among many other traits, a lady of great honor. She will always without any doubt be remembered as having encouraged her many students to strive to be the best that they can be, to reach out to excellence, and to be the best at whatever they set out to do in their lifelong journeys after their secondary education. Many of them have reached the highest levels of accomplishment and are at the pinnacle of their various careers. Kudos to Mrs. Levy, her wonderful husband Alfred, her distinguished children, and the rest of the family. Mrs. Levy is indeed a true Dominican hero for instilling a positive mental attitude that elevated the content of the social, educational, and literary dialogue on matters of human well-being, and for being a great Dominican who demonstrated that any ordinary person can do extraordinary things in whatever they set their minds to do. Q95 listeners at home, in the region, and worldwide. Tune in on Monday, 26 September from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Join us in recognizing, appreciating, awarding, and extending kudos to our 12th Dominican national hero, learned educationist and humanitarian, Mrs. Dorothy Levy. If you would like to make a personal contribution to our phenomenal heroes or to kudos to our heroes committee, take it to the Q95 radio office on Hanover Street in Roseau or go to the Q95 website at www.q95da.com and make your donation. Call us at 767-448-5822 or at 305-906-4216 or talk to one of our representatives. Let us all together say a huge thank you to Mrs. Dorothy Levy and to all our Dominican heroes from the Q family at home and abroad. Only on Q95, the big station. Once in all, all the flowers are done. For the law and rights and against crime in the land. And whereas, whereas, you dispense justice, but you got more. This is Esa Banton, your tropical water ambassador, with your hurricane tip for today. Be prepared. Being prepared before a hurricane threatens makes you resilient to the hurricane impacts of wind and water. It will mean the difference between you being a hurricane victim or a hurricane survivor. Be prepared and remember to stock up on tropical water. 
Take it on the live. Hey, Batman, pass me a stone ginger wine on the rocks. That is the vibe. Stone ginger wine. Guess who's back? Good things come and good things go, but greatness is forever. Stone's ginger wine. Local distributor, fine foods, eh? No matter time of day. No matter time of day. Because them day. Because them day. That is the vibe. Stone's ginger wine. Yes, I. I am Ras Bobby, the Caribbean herbalist, and I have come to talk to you about waking up and live. So Wake Up and Live is a program that I shall be hosting every third Wednesday of every month from 8 to 10 p.m. on the big station Q95. And on that program, I shall be connecting with um, numberless herbalists, nutritionists, chefs, whereby we shall be talking about the use of natural herbs, the art of, of natural healing in general, breathing exercises, certain um, natural remedies that we can use considering that your food is your medicine and your medicine is your food. So we beseech you brothers and sisters out there to wake up and live. Tune in to Wake Up and Live with Ras Bobby Olivace every third Wednesday right here on Q95. The Big Station. Of course, we are still monitoring now. Fiona there. Still a hurricane impacting the Dominican Republic after major flooding in Puerto Rico. I'm hoping I could connect, be able to connect with Dr. Fountain, who is uh, paying close attention. So what is going on there with the hurricane? All right, Dominica. So in the meantime, I'm going to open up the lines here until about 11 o'clock. Let me wrap it up. I'll bring the curtains down. This one we spoke a bit there on the Lessons of Maria, the fifth anniversary yesterday. So give me a call if there's any other particular subject that you want to speak to. Now is your time. We're here until 11 o'clock. Let's go back to the telephone. Are you there? Yes, but yes, I'm there. Yes, go ahead, my brother. Go ahead. No, I forgot to tell you. I must mention there were some Trinidadian soldiers in Dominica after the hurricane who came to help. I think the headquarters was at the Bayfront. Matt, they came at my home and put tarpaulin on my house. Foreigners, I don't even know them. And Dominicans, a lot of Dominicans refused to help me. Foreigners came to my home. Them soldiers came in their army clothes at my home. Around 12 of them, and they put tarpaulin. They cover my roof for me until the insurance settled with us one or two months after that. I God bless these soldiers from Trinidad, Matt. That's what I got to say. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Four four nine three zero nine five nine six and nine seven. I'm hearing of some protest action taking place in uh, Sinico at this time. Sinico in the Kalinago territory. 
taking a feed there from, uh, of course, I think MO News is live there on the scene. Let's see what's going on there in the Kalinago territory, a little bit of what's going on there. So there's definitely some blockage of uh, okay, so you're, you're and you are unable to pass. And what do you think about this? Think about that. Well, I may say I'm gonna probably make the road because you're fixing the road. It's a free project. I don't see the reason of blocking the road. You can't expect a road to be as nice when they do not kind of put it like Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, one of the gentlemen was saying that they would like them to smooth out the road. Do you think that would help in any way if they smooth out the road? Yeah, yeah, it can, but it depends on the weather. You know, you smooth it Monday, by Wednesday, rain, fall. You know, so that thing, that thing you have to understand. You know? And how often do you use this road? Every day. You pass this road every day? Yeah, carry workers there. And has it affected your vehicles in any way? Well, I don't, well, it's not good road. You have to repair, you have to redo the road. So I expect it to be good until when it's done. You understand? So it's a thing you have to just to negotiate and, and, and be nice. It's just, you can't be always blocking the road like that. Thing, so. No problem, no problem. Good morning. Yes, morning. And how are you doing this morning? I'm good. And can you tell me how often you use this road? Every day. So you are a bus driver? A... Yeah, bus driver. I carry school children from that. I make my way down to town. Okay. Yes. And what do you think about what is going on here? Well, I mean, we haven't got, as we say, we haven't got a problem for development, but at the end of the day, I understand that they fixed in the road but it could make it more passable for us because at the end of the day when you when you run your bus side that is like you're really making money but it's like you're not making no money with all the wear and tear on your bus you change parts on your bus that don't last a week it don't last two weeks parts expensive gas expensive and the condition of the road i mean they could maintain it better than that and make it more passable for us and that's all you all are saying here today yeah and then on bright Bright sunny days, they don't have no water truck passing, they only dust and thing affecting people still because the road is very dusty when the sun is hot. You have sick people, asthmatic people, and then all that affecting people, you know. And what do you think about how um, the progress on the project so far? That's very slow. They, I mean, them are moving like they don't worry. It's like all I see Gala can do is just mash up the whole road and just forget about it, like it doesn't have people passing there, or the road is not is not usable. I mean, people still pass on the road. You know, so you don't you don't go around just mashing up the whole road and then just forget about it. One time you untrizzle, you mash up untrizzle, and then you just abandon untrizzle, you back all the way up to Tarish Pit, forget about untrizzle, and the road is a mess, you're not paying no attention to it, and I mean, we're feeling it, so we're trying to do something, and we're asking them to make it more passable for us. And have you tried to um, speak to those people in, in authority? Well, them people is like, if we don't do nothing for us to get them to come and listen to us, they will just not study us. That's what you are. So right now we are trying to get somebody who representing Galakan or anybody who is in charge of the project to come and talk to us and let us know what they're going to do about it for us. So like I said before,
all, we are in Cynical. We are... No more tarish on that road. Too much tarish already been wasted. Water wasting tarish and we don't want more tarish on that road at all. So what can be done? Done, we we'll work that drainage properly. Work that, um, do some phases. Work that work by phases. Do something by phases. You see? Because too much other things. Students have to go to school. Yes, it's true. We can understand that. But then when they come back home, headache, arm ache, leg hitting, they're tired because of that road state. And you can work better than that. Do you live here? Yeah, I live here. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I, I think that, that that really necessary to happen. Because if we do do that, people will need our voice. So you, you understand? Support what's going on I support what's happening because we need our drainage properly than that. Look, we have little landslides going on here and there. We don't know why our vehicle going on. We can fall in a ditch. You understand? Tarishes, 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 too much of tarishes. Work that road by phases. There are people we can do drains, we can do sidewalks. And come on, let's start doing that. If not, it's gonna happen all like that, and things are gonna start get burned. Jeeps, cars, um, uh, um, excavators, trucks, and those things we're gonna get tired of, of those things. We need our roads to be fixed, and we're not the worst stupidest, and we're not the worst baddest. We want our roads to be drainage, pipes, do our school, come on, do our work. Water is a problem. Big trucks passing, heavy weight, sinking that road, busting the pipe underneath, and it's a problem. So we need these things fixed. More houses building. And if that's not happening, you're gonna continue just like that and maybe waste. Good. That was just it. All right, Dominique, some action there taking place there in the Kalinago territory there. Some blockage of the roads. Uh, we'll continue to monitor that situation. Thank you, the MO, MO News. Let's go to the telephone at this time. Yes, good morning to you. Yeah? Yes, man. Good morning. How you doing, man? My brother, how you doing? How you doing? Yes? Oh, man, all right, man. But I believe I talked about this morning, and... It comes down to one thing, Matt, the people's mindset. I want to say something about the Maria incident. When Maria hit the island, the first person I heard was Samson Fountain. He made a connection with a, a guy in Matnik, and that's how people on the outside world could hear what's taking place. And I heard a lot of stories this morning and the suffering of the people during that time. And to this point, as we speak, some other people are still suffering from the effects of that storm because of some of our people's mindset and because of lack of good governance. I've heard uh, one particular gentleman was talking, and I'm not going to call his name, but you know the one when I say that he has a funeral home. For some reason, your telephone seems to be breaking up. I don't know what's going on with your line, but uh, we'll call, you, call, you call me back on another line or call me back on that same line. Let's get it better, okay? So as I said, there is some uh, live action there in Sinecool. Some time ago, it was in Castle Bruce. Last week, we heard of uh, Ruby's workers taking some action.
Watu. Two hours or three hours later, we heard of a tanker landing and landing there in the Jimmy Day area. I was able to ease the pain, they say. On the telephone, are you there? Yes. <laughs> yeah, Matt, good morning. How are you? Interesting times with Dominique, boy. Hello, yes, I'm here, I'm here. Yeah, good morning, Matt. This is Claudius Sanford. I'm calling from the Kalinago Territory. Well, I'm happy you called, and Claudius. I'm, I'm just, you know, calling to express solidarity with the, the bus drivers and vehicle owners and also the residents of the Kalinago Territory as it relates to the madness that is going on on this road. Um, you would have seen maybe via the social media, the situation of my brother, Rabes, Clint Rabes, and his home in Atkinson, mm. and what happened to the construction of a wall that was placed there during the rainfall. And um, it, it left uh, you know, a lot of questions as it relates to this road. You know, are, are, the, are there engineers, Dominican local engineers, you know, working alongside or, or supervising the road work that is being done with Gadakan? Because it seems like this man has a free reign as to how he handles a lot of the situation as it relates to the road in the Cardinago territory. First of all, Matt, the land. There is a lot of encroaching of the people as a land in the Cardinago territory. A lot of people have come to me and said, you know, they paid us for 12 feet of road of our land on the roadside and they are taking 20 and 30 feet. And when these people try to address that, you know, they are hit back with the talk. There is development for yourselves. Why are you complaining? And I'm saying, you know, why in this day and age these people are doing this to the Kalinago people, you know? So that is one aspect of it. The way they, they excavate these lands again is another area we need to look at. And I, I well, What about the, 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 the view that um, with developments we expect those hiccups? So how do you respond to that? Yeah, but Matt, with a project with in excess of $156 million, people getting millions of dollars in consultation fees and all that stuff, you would expect engineers and qualified people to look at those aspects and minimize as much as possible the losses of the people. Like in the case of Mr. Clint Rabes, I mean, who, who, who does that? From a, a gentleman with his house, newly built, you know, he worked his lifetime to have his house, and then suddenly you come with that kind of excavation and putting an entire investment at risk. I mean, who does that in this day and age, you know? So, so and there's money put aside, $156 million, in which covered consultation fee and all the rest of the, the studies that would have been done prior to the commencement of work. So that is one aspect of it that the people have issues with. But for some reason, like Alinago, people are not very loud, except this morning. That's why I, 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 I applaud the bus drivers who have had enough of it. The other thing is, Matt, I do understand the logics and the strategy of, of the company constructing that, that road. They start the road from Pontassi and they damage the entire road right down to Hatton Garden. And not one inch of road has been, you know, properly, you know, reinstalled. And you have the population of Cassibles all the way to Atkinson and she's been using that road with schools. And the bus drivers, I mean, they have lost a lot. There are people who don't even drive their vehicles on the road anymore because they just it's just time-consuming. It's, it's damaging to their vehicles and so on. But not only that, Matt. What has happened is that the drainage, all the drainage on the both sides of the road has been blocked by the, the ongoing parish work. And all the water from all the roads and the buildings that come along the road, they find themselves in people. Yet. I, being a culprit of that myself, 
my whole, my entire yard have been flooded with every rainfall because the people um, with their tarish, they dug up the side of the road and they just blocked all the drainage that was along the road leading to culverts and ravines. And this river um, from the road comes down. Once it gets an opening, it follows it. And sometimes these are, are secondary roads leading into people's homes, leading into other areas. And, and, and if you see the mess that is happening in this parish, all along our rivers, all along our ravines, it is just an environmental mess. And I'm asking, where are the technocrats in this? Where is Asani Laville, the minister, who is so opposed to the, the costing of houses when, they, when people make reference to that? Why is he not on the ground there? Why, where is the Minister of Environment, who happens to be our own um, 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 Cardinago representative? Where are their voices when these things are being done? They should have steps and procedures for these international or foreign companies who come and take away all the bread and butter from our people in those big construction projects. They have to pay attention to our environment. We have to be aware and we have to be conscious of what we leave our future generation, this country that we call the nature island of the Caribbean. And if, I mean, Imo, I wish Imo could just stop along the ravines and the rivers in the Kalinago territory and see the damage that the tariffs have done to our little rivers that, that bring water to our, to our, to our, 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 our homes, some of them, and, and also that, that irrigates and keeps our, our biodiversity going. We take those things for granted, but these are very important. And I, I, again, I applaud the bus drivers. I think the entire community has to come together because they are suffering. I went to a shop yesterday to get some groceries. And the shopkeeper was was complaining because all the year, all all the days gone by, he had been sick with 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 asthma. His his, his sinuses are up because of the dust coming from this parish. And as I heard somebody said earlier, one of the bus drivers, which is true, why could the road could the road be done by phases? What 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 is kept, what is keeping Gadakan and his experience in road building from building a mile of road at a time and starting from Casablanca and then leave the road as it was until the end? There is more to this mad and happy, and I really call in on the residents of the Cardinago Territory. This time is not about politics. This time is about our health, it's about our environment, it's about our well-being. These bus drivers make a lot of sacrifice. They, 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 they purchase tires and parts which are very expensive, and they go on the road, and they have to cross across drains, literally. They are driving from drain to drain. A drive that will take you five minutes from one, one community to the next will take you half an hour. This morning, I dropped my mom to the health center in Mao River. It took me an entire hour to move from point to Mao River and back. That is how bad the road is, Matt. And um, I applaud the bus drivers, and I really hope something good come out of that. Garakan has to re-strategize and do better as it relates to that particular road. All right. Thank you, Mr. Sanford. Thank you. Action there in Sinico. We have seven more minutes, Dominica. Seven more minutes. The people are standing. Sometime later, I'll read to you. Last week, I did not read, but... One of the reporters will read to you the letter that was sent to the Prime Minister as it relates to... Gas prices. From not only Rubis, but the other gas stations check the talk on the block on the telephone here good afternoon a good morning to you six more minutes yes i'm back again yes thank you you're a little clearer now it, yes 
let me just summarize. I know you missed most of what I was going to say, but you don't have much time. Man, in summary, I'm saying everything that took place from Maria till now is the same problem in me. The people have no good roads, no good living condition, all these things. And the government supposed to be in place to lead and the people follow and support the initiatives. But the government is absent totally for all the years they've been there. And the problem is the people's mindset. The place needs a paradigm shift in the people's mindset. Here's the problem. Last week you had a rubic protest, or so-called protest. This week you have these people in Senegal. One truck driver, bus driver, called you last week and said, I ain't fooling with Rubis, I ain't going over there fooling with them. But here's the problem. It's all connected. He's a bus driver. When Rubis leaves, the government take care and basically they're going to nationalize, nationalize the gas. And then it's only the government selling gas. You have no other competition. They set the price. You either drive by their price, buy it or not. you out. Right? The problem is the people must understand everything is interconnected. And the bus driver, the school children, the people in Sunni who are trying to get to the road, farmers, everybody is all in a big circle, all interconnected. So to say, because Rubis is doing their thing and you don't have nothing to do with that, you don't work there, it's not your problem. It is your problem. And they need a unified front. And until they see that all these subjects and all these ills that you have in, will be there because what is going on is divide and conquer, so to speak. And before I go, Mr. Gandhi tell you, the people who voted an idiot in office to represent them get just what they deserve, man. I never really want to say that to the people, but it seems like it's been a reality. Even there was a man like everybody look up to, like a man like Gandhi. But I'm out. Thanks. All right, thank you. On the telephone, are you there, caller? Are you there? Yes? Uh-oh. Are you there? 4493095969 the telephone good morning to you Mr. Peltier. How are you, sir? How are you? Mm-hmm. Giving thanks. Matthew and Dale have a, a close friendship and all your countrymen, Dr. Dale Dungoben. Mm-hmm. All right. Matt, how many times Dr. Dale have offered his services to this administration? Many times. Many times. Did he offer his services after Maria, Matt? He was here for Maria, yes. Well, uh, we were a full team. So, Matt, some people choose the aspect of talking about the experiences. I could have delved into that. But Matt, these people are destructive, vindictive, and dangerous. And people does not understand the psychology of you having people leading your Matt and how the followers behave. It's like you at your home Matt and you behave in a particular kind of way and you don't want your children to follow you. When you have an administration, when you have leaders in a land, Matt, we have all heard all kind of scandal about pastors, and they have a flock, they have a following, Matt. Just like the politicians, when you can 
have a man like Dr. Dale Dungaben, Dr. I.P. and Dr. Hazel Schillingford Ricketts, Dr. Thompson Fountain, and exclude them, Mark, from the forward movement, from the development of a country, Mark. Mark, tell me, Mark, be honest. Do you think that country is getting anywhere, Mark? Nope. Blessed day to you, my brother. A blessed day to you. Blessed, blessed, blessed day to you. Dominica, we've got to wrap it up. We have 60 more seconds, 60 more seconds. 449 and 9761642578. I don't know if you will be able to get through, but we've got to go. We've got to go. Next here, Kimberly Benjamin. around. I'll be back on the Talk on the Block. Let me leave you with this one there from Xavier Foster. It's been some time. Let's be a bad.